Welcome to the Historical Miniature Gamers Podcast. My name is Jacob. I'm Tyler. I'm Gorchen. And I am Daniel. Um, and it's been quite a while since we've all been here together too to long. do this mm. to do this cast. So it's been way too long. Everybody's been doing their kind of their own thing in the hobby world, but we're coming back and getting this bolt action stuff underway. Um, but I thought might as well just do do an update of what we've been up to in and outside of bolt action and, and, and hobby stuff as well. So mm. uh, all you three guys were at a convention that I didn't actually be able to get to. So yeah, you want to tell yeah. me about that? Well, where do we start? Um, so we went to Wasmix. Wrong place to start. The right place to start with that one, Dan, is if you want to see the event, go check out our YouTube channel. Hey, yes. we've got like six That's videos up at the moment about it. It's closer yeah. to 15. <laughs> yes, yeah. awesome. We that's how you edit stuff. So, you just get it oh, so I haven't been, but I've watched all the videos, so I feel like there have been. So it's really it's cool. Almost as good as um, no, WA model expert, scale, scale model, scale modeling, scale modeling yes. expert. Yeah. Um, and you happen to meet a lot of people that you haven't seen before. That yeah. Is. Are in the scale modeling stuff and not necessarily the wargaming stuff. But we 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 have the overlap. We 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 know that we're kind of doing the same kind of thing. So there's yeah. things that you can learn from those kind of people. So tell oh, us about it. Was, it was um it was interesting seeing everybody's perceptions of yeah. both scale modeling and wargaming. Um, it was interesting kind of seeing a few people uh, had sort of the notion that that scale modeling was the pure art form and, and we had we had other people who didn't realize that wargaming actually was even a thing. Yeah. Um, they yeah. just thought it was something that came and went. Mm. Um, and you know, some, some people that we talked to, it's like, oh, I used to play advanced squad leader in the 70s or 80s, I didn't realize it was like a three-dimensional thing now. Um, and we had lots of, lots of people in between, people who were wargamers came to check out the scale modeling stuff as well. So there were about, um, I want to say about a dozen scale modeling groups in Perth that, that we had a chat to, um, which was a lot more than I expected. Yeah, that's for sure. And and there was a lot of niche groups. Again, it's not something that really surprised me. Yeah, I mean, we had everything from um, so we had Mayland's Mikado Club, we had a Sci-Fi Club, we had the uh, Task Force Seventy Two, which is actually a national uh, uh, club, and then the WA um, chapter was over here. Yep. Um, that's like all remote controlled, scratch built. You know, one seventy-second scale battleships and stuff like that was yeah. massive. <laughs> that was amazing. Um, and and you know, but we also had Perth District Model Club. Um, I'm gonna forget some. They were pretty car focused. Those guys. Yeah. yeah, they did. They did military vehicles as well. And I think that's that was one of the things that surprised me is that we didn't just have so many clubs, but all the clubs had focus. Mm. Yes. The, the Western Front models were very World War One oriented. Um, they did. You know, they've all branched out into lots of different stuff as well. And so the, the PDMC guys, Perth District Model Club, also have a, um, they have their own expo, yes. um, which I've completely forgotten the name of now, but it's coming up June 18th. Um, right. Uh, and that's, it's going to be a lot of like model car stuff. And, yeah. and uh, I know yeah. from, from the scale modeling that I come from, I generally tend to prefer like weathered, lived in looking military vehicles and, and the PDMC, the car scene seems to be more skewed factory towards the yeah, yeah, factory yeah. care and seeing yeah. just the level of polish and perfection yeah. that yeah, these guys achieve on, on the vehicles yeah. is very impressive. Very sure. cool. And you met some friendly faces there too. Obviously, yeah. some of the Womp guys were yeah. there. Yeah, some miniature painters were there. Yep, running there was some painting. painting. Yep. Oh, um, speed painting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That looked <laughs> what a cool. time. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, so Again, then, check the video. Yeah. <laughs> Soon, TM. 
Yeah, yeah, before this is out. Yeah, probably. Um, and it was all a British bolt action mini. Did, was it all the kind of same pose, same guy? Did you get to no. choose who you wanted? Yeah. You got a choice. Um, yeah. So I chose someone that would uh, um, was a guy with a pistol. Easily could have been a an NCO for a squad. Mm. Yeah. Um, but they had they built up um, yeah a, a yeah. vast array, a lot of interesting things, bit of character. Um, yeah. Yeah, but you could basically go there, um, you know, pay the entry fee to get the, the paint on. Five dollars. Um, so five dollars. Like, yeah. you know. keep the mini after. Uh, you actually did get the option yeah, to keep okay. the mini afterwards. Okay. Yeah. Um, uh, I think all three of us actually chose. We let them the minis yeah, that we yeah, did. Sure. We were like, use those as examples. Yeah. One, the last thing I need is more bolt action minis. Yeah. Uh, yeah. 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 The last thing I want is to see that failure of a smile. <laughs> <laughs> Mate, there was nothing wrong with my two heels. You flew too close to the <laughs> <laughs> Way too cocky. What, what do you guys think about painting a model within 45 minutes? Look, it was actually um, really, really surprising. Um, because that's, for me, that's sort of where I came from, right? It's yeah. this idea that, like, uh, I don't give a shit about this guy because I've got another 30 or 40 or 50 yeah, that need yeah, to paint when I get yeah. to the end. Especially coming from... When I first started playing 40k, I was, I was collecting Chaos Space Marines and I basically just played them as mechanized infantry mm-hmm. in Power Armor. I think in 4th edition, you, they were really, they were more versatile than, than your actual um, bread and butter Space Marines. Yeah. And so okay. I used them in that way. And then... Is that to do with like the marks and stuff like that? Uh, well, it was, yeah. it was the equipment, the options yeah, you could okay. use. The same squad was, was more effective in assault and in, in shooting than a mm. standard Marine squad, but you didn't have some of the special rules. Anyways, after that and then going to... Um, Astro Militarum or Imperial Guard, again, just lots of bodies, lots of dudes that you need yeah. to paint. And then from there to bolt action, same thing. So when I sat down, I was like, you already paint how many in 45 minutes? Yeah, I was like, yeah. Just one? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and, and, you know, I, it was still a challenge. It was still good fun. Because yeah. it's not just yeah. about finishing him to a tabletop yeah. standard. It was like how well you can do in 45 yeah. minutes. Yeah. But I remember talking to the Westless Ministry painting guys. I know having a chat to them on the day and outside, it would be, you know, they're the opposite. It's like, how perfect can I get the smallest detail in 45 minutes? Right, right. But that, the intent is different, right? Yeah, They're going yeah. for really high quality, um, wowing display miniatures, where, whereas I'm just like, no, no. Yeah. They, they perform better on tabletop when they're painted. Yeah, after um, that initial game. After that initial yeah. yeah, of course. <laughs> you, yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 You've you got to get the starch out of your uniform. Absolutely. I get it. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. The, the pattern is death and then performance. That's how it works. <laughs> um, yeah. yeah, so... If it's going to give me an edge, I'll do it. <laughs> uh, yeah, and so, so that's where I came from. It was good fun. Yeah. It was a the, nice challenge, actually. The interesting thing about the WAMP guys is like, yeah, that attention to detail, like, but the mutual respect that I've seen, like, yeah. I've been on the, their Discord mm-hmm. for a while. I think I've seen the same sword, yeah. like, five times in, in, over, like, a couple of weeks. Like, yeah, they're, right. they're just working on this one little detail. Yeah. Um, but then, like... Uh, I've I've ta- I had a ca- chat with a couple of them. I'm like, yeah, I've got a I've got a partisan army that I've got to put together. I've got like eighty guys, and they're like, yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. they got epileptic, and so they're sitting there like, wow, that's amazing. I'm like, no, 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 no. what you're doing, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, by yeah. sitting there just patting each other on the yeah. <laughs> very very supportive. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's quite, um, yeah. I mean, all all the one guys are absolutely fantastic, um, and uh, the. The idea, in terms of back to what the root question was around the speed painting, and how yeah, I went, yeah, the yeah. idea that I could paint anything in forty-five minutes was um, Nirvana. That was like <laughs> that was like, like some unachievable. I'm like, yeah. there's no way knowing that I'm getting that done. Um, now, this was made uh, 
a little bit more challenging and interesting for me because I was the first one of us three to go up and do the speed paint. Yeah. Um, which was a way of sitting me down and getting me to stop running off and looking at things to buy. How much did you spend again? Oh, we're going to go in that later. <laughs> <laughs> we're not trying to get Dan murdered. Yeah, no, that's it's, true. It's, yeah, it's, yeah, yeah. All, all I'm going to say is it's all, being, it's all being cleared. It's all being cleared with the wife and things have been done. But, um, uh, <laughs> selling all yeah, the yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> If only it was just the 40 <laughs> Um but, but essentially, I sat down at the miniatures table and I knew it was a challenge and I you know, happily paid the $5, which I think was a brilliant entry piece. Yeah. And Tyler's already laughing because I he remember this now. Um, and, and I'm sitting there and I'm like, okay, cool. So I've got to paint this up. I've got a base to do. I've got these. I'm like, and they're like, you can get all your colors set that you want. You can, you can do all that sort of pre-work, but you're not allowed to open and start getting paint on paint brush out. until we say go. I was like, all right, well, give me, give me 30 seconds to quickly look at some of the paints and stuff here. And, uh, and we'll go through. And so I picked out roughly a color scheme of what I thought I was gonna do. And I was like, this will look about right and it'll look semi-historically accurate, so that'll be okay, but a bit of spot color in. And they Zenith primed all yeah. the models, right? Yeah, right. So that was you can really get, cool. yeah, well it speeds up your, your highlighting and your staging processes yeah. and your shading and so on. Nowhere, like, nowhere yeah. to put it all. Nice and thin colors. Well, I, I'll get into this in a little second. And then, and then when we say no contrast, I picked up, no contrast, yeah, no paints. contrast. It was yeah, all yeah, yeah no I contrast. Think it was mostly the layer range, some yep. stuff, yeah. some washes, but but no contrast. No, they did I, have contrast. Did they? they it was on the other side of the desk. Yeah, they oh, had okay. a couple like a tempar black and just like basic yeah. colors. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So just just to sort of put it into context. Yeah. yeah, yeah. But I was comfortable using Blair because I use yeah. Blair as a home, yeah. and so yeah. I, was, I was a model color range from them. So that was all fine. Um, pick up the brush and they go right. And your time starts now. Yanked open, the, like shook up the first paint, yanked it down, dropped, dropped it around, starting with the uniform, was feeling really, really good. Yeah. Dipped the paintbrush in the paint to get started. It's a fine detail paintbrush. It's <laughs> <laughs> like this small. It was tiny. What, what was it, yeah. like a double zero? Yeah. Is it, is it was about a double zero, right? It's the sort of thing that Did you Did you only have one brush? Is that well, what so here's the thing. I was like, Okay, this is obviously just part of the challenge. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. being the absolute trooper that I am, I just lost the camera. Um, being the absolute trooper that I am, I uh, I jumped in and I just went, I just went straight in. I just, I was just like, I'm just going to use this brush. I'm going to go as quickly as I can. And and so I thinned out my paint so I was getting maximizing coverage because I didn't want to do that many passes, but I wanted to make sure I had things ready to go. And uh, you know, I was moving my way through the different colors, and then I got to the base <laughs> with a fine detail brush. Well done. And I looked at it, and I said, how much time have I got? And they were like, oh, you've got about, you know, I think at that point I was down to sort of um, two or three minutes left, and I'm looking at my brush, and I'm going... <laughs> I'm doing the calculations in my head. I'm looking at how the paint wasn't a problem. I had, I had as much paint as I wanted but how much paint could I pick up on that brush <laughs> and how quickly can I spread it around on the base and have it not look janky. And um, I think it was either Will or Dan um, from Womp, they came over to check on, on how I was going and they saw me using this paintbrush <laughs> frantically trying to get paint onto the base and they go, what are you doing? <laughs> and it turns out there's a stack of five brushes that I could have just grabbed one oh, from like a man. foot away, yeah. but I didn't realize because I thought it was part of the challenge. And I went, I can use those. You can use those. I, I just, I think I threw. <laughs> <laughs> and, 
and I yanked over and grabbed the biggest one that I could. And that bass was done in about 10 seconds flat. And then I re-picked up my small one, again, not assessing any other brush choices I had, and went back to layering with the small fine detail brush. Oh, but I got God. it done. I actually got yeah. it done with time to spare. Um, but I, I, that was significantly more of a challenge for myself than what the other two did. Um. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I, I think the only way that I can describe my approach is it, it's just it's just the way that I work. I was like, okay, at which point does the timer actually start, and what can I do before it? And it was, you know, they said you can get all your paints, you can get all your brushes. Um, you can get all your paints and your palettes, you can get the whole thing set up. And I literally just sat there for about 10 minutes and I was like, I'm going to use this brush and this brush, and I'm going to get these paints, and I'm going to use this one to highlight that paint, and this one to highlight that paint. I used like I had 12 different paints laid out, and I was like, alright, I'm ready, you can start the timing out. Mm -hmm. And I was like, you know, it wasn't, I wouldn't necessarily say it was easy, um, but it, I, had, I had the sense in my head that I was like, okay, I know these are the steps that I'm going to take, and I'm just going to get through them. And then I had sort of mentally mapped out which steps I was going to drop as I ran out of time. But yeah. everything went about right. There was, yeah, there was a, I thought I'd be really clever and I'd do all my washes at once. And then, of course, if you've only got 45 minutes, what are you going to do while all your washes yeah, dry? Yeah, um, yeah. So I, I started doing that and I was like, oh, that's not going to work. And, and so I had to change my plan. Did you see bit. people just not touch washes at all? Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. I think it was. Um, I know uh, the more the couple of the more experienced guys. Yeah, yeah. Um, actually, just just did the manual shading, mm -hmm. both up and down. So they actually started with a darker tone and, and moved up. Um, I'm not sure. Did you do any washes, Tyler? Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, I can talk about my experience. I, I essentially channeled my inner Jacob. Um, so I recently moved in with my partner. I got some of her old makeup brushes that she was about to throw out. Yeah. Um, and so I bought one with me on the day. And I was like, hell yeah, this is going to yeah. be sick. I'm just going to smash it out. And I did. So I did the same thing as you. They were like, take as much time as you need. And I'm like, I'm going to do that. <laughs> so I sat down and I was like, yeah, this is nice. Get all my paints ready. I was like, hmm, I can't. I'll bring my own brush and cheat a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> I talked to them. I was like, hey, guys. And they were like, do whatever. Like, you, yeah. you, you yeah. want to do whatever you want to do. Um, but yeah, so I sat down and I had like all my colors laid out and everything. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, what would Jacob do? WWJ. <laughs> I mean, I was thinking the whole time when you guys like sent 45 minutes, I'm like, oh my god, you could do like 10 dudes. In yeah. <laughs> I was like, how much can I dry brush? Okay, so the next thing that's coming to our merch store is a little set of makeup brushes that are just branded, what would Jacob do? Yeah. <laughs> you get like stippling dry brush and then a sponge them. in there yeah. and we'll also have a precision brush saying what would Daniel do <laughs> yeah it'll be the it'll be the HMG brush section yeah. there'll be one big makeup brush yeah. now, the, the fine detail is called the Daniel yeah. <laughs> that's it though you only get the two brushes the Jacob and yeah. Daniel <laughs> massive makeup brush tiny tiny, tiny brush. Brush. it's With all you need single hair paint brushing oh. I see the thing is though that really set me up for failure in some regards because I sat there and was like oh yeah I uh, slapped on the first color like that it was yeah. done in like 30 seconds I literally had to blow I was going so fast my dry brush was still drying by the time I finished yeah. I had to blow, blow it uh, until it dried did another paint did another coat started doing um uh freaking details and stuff 
Yeah. But I, I'm a big fan of use the biggest brush you can get away with. So yeah. I was just loading this thing up in like, there's like five or six Normally different... I am too, for those that pay up. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, there's five or six different ones. So I'm just going to get as much paint onto this brush as I can. Just like in the, in the body of the brush. Yeah, not, the belly. Yeah, yeah. Not yeah. a fucking animal. <laughs> um, <laughs> But, what yeah. are you saying? <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, yeah, so I did that. Got, got it all done. I must have had like 15 minutes to spare. I was, and, um, and so I'm sitting there. I'd done all my detailing. I wasn't even going to try and do any highlights because um, yeah. I'm not that keen on it. So I did with my wash and I was sitting there. I'm like, what can I do? Like, what the hubris of Tyler. Oh, yeah. So I, I was there. I did a wash, uh, just like a Nalnoa wash over yeah. everything. And then I was like, let's get another wash. So I did another wash on the gun. Um, yeah. Then I was like, on the face, what should I do? I sat there for like five minutes, just wasting time, looking <laughs> at which shade of flesh shade I wanted to do. Five minutes deciding what you want to do. So I got the wrinkled flesh shade in the end, gave it on the face. I'm like, yeah, this is looking really good. And then um, I was looking at the mouth. <laughs> and oh how the mighty fall I, I was looking at his face and I'm like oh, there's no way there's no way I can do the eyes like I, I'm just not good enough to do eyes I did eyes, did you do eyes watching? yep, yep. high five <laughs> I'm glad you did the eyes at least you had the right brush for that <laughs> um, yeah. how did you have time? <laughs> And so I was looking at this Jacob's mouth. like, why did you bother? <laughs> <laughs> I would have painted a couple of pieces. <laughs> You're like, I'm doing five entries. They're like, so you want five spread of it? No, 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 all at the same time. <laughs> uh, yeah, so I was looking at this mouth and the guy had like a wide open, like, get some kind of face. Yeah, yeah. And um, I was like... War face? The war face, exactly. Yeah. Um, I was like, I'm trying to paint those, paint and paint those teeth. So... I like, get the paint out, and you know, I'm taking my time. I've done a matte wash on this, uh, like a matte varnish coat on this. I'm starting to understand where it went wrong. <laughs> I mean, let me credit where credit's due. I put, I think I put a gloss wash on the helmet, or a gloss coat on the helmet. Yeah, so right. it's Because it was the same color as the uniform, mm. I needed to give it a different texture. But yeah. And I did wet blend a spot on the helmet, but that was in like the last 45 seconds. Yeah. <laughs> well, I thought, you know, I thought I had a bit more time. Then um, uh, one of the guys comes over who's timing me and he's like, uh, so you got about 10 seconds. <laughs> <laughs> I had the, the brush. I was like, <laughs> my hand just starts shaking. Then he's like, Bim. yeah, it's, it's good natured, but he was like 10. No. <laughs> and so it got to like three and I was like you know snipe it breathe in breathe out and then he said one and I was like yeah <laughs> and I completely fluffed the model for myself there's um, a reason that I refer to him as Bucktooth <laughs> do we the, the model that time oh yeah <laughs> so we have photos of these yeah yeah, 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 yeah okay, okay. Yeah, um, Tell us more about Wozniak. We did the we did the forty five minute painting mm. competition, and then you actually entered a real painting competition. Yeah, so did Dan. So Dan, yeah, yeah, I, I, yeah, yeah, so, yeah, yeah. so I, I put in I put in something specifically without the intent of winning. It was more just to support Wozniak and to okay. put something in. I might put something through a bit next time. 
Um, so one of the big things that obviously WASMEX has revolved around as well is the scale modeling competition. Yep. Yeah. Um, they had, I think it was, they said 31 categories? Something like that. Like, it's, yeah. it's, it's, it's a crazy amount. Fire and remove? No, 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 that's something else. No. Um, this was simply <laughs> um, so. So there's yeah. There's a, there's a huge amount of categories, and it covers all sorts of stuff: scratch built things, sci-fi stuff, um, models, busts, dioramas. Um, there was a miscellaneous, miscellaneous category, just in case you didn't fit any one of Which was great, because then we got these cakes made out of spruce. Yeah, don't ruin it. <laughs> <laughs> My favourite version of that was actually the murder cake. The murder, oh, that's also yeah. the murder teddy bear cake yeah, yeah. of spruce. Oh. If, you, if you don't know what we're talking about, in one of our recaps that we did of uh, what gets H, uh, the Western Tabletop crew excited at Wasmex, <laughs> we do a screenshot of what mm. those cakes look yeah, like. Yeah. And honestly, you know, the creative license that and the, and the thought process that goes into that um, was, yeah. was yeah far, far and above anything that I've ever considered doing with my screws. So mm. worth having a check. So the, the important thing about the, the West Australian Scale Modeling Expo, um, as far as I understand it, it's kind of like the best in the best. My, right. my, the, the, the categories are, are open for anybody to compete. There's not like a qualifier element before that, but this is kind of, this is the annual event yeah. for the guys who do the scale modeling. It's for the big boys. The, the other thing about the other thing about the scale modeling expo that I think is really important to mention, just in case people haven't checked out the interviews or, or you guys are tuning in just for the bolt action stuff and just for some context, is that any anyone who enters in the junior category, so I think that's eighteen or younger, um, it doesn't matter what you do. If you enter, you get a, a kit given to you, right? Um, and it's to kind of it's to grow the hobby, yes. and of course that's that's a pretty hefty investment. Mm. For for the the Wasmec committee to do, but I think it's a really important one That's because great. because ultimately they could spend and choose their money. Oh, sorry, they could choose to spend their money on a lot of different yeah. things. But ultimately, the one thing that they're deciding on is is making sure that the people who, who compete come back. And that's that's really important. I think so, I've seen a photo of the the committee member at, at Hobby Tech or something yeah. holding a receipt that's, yeah. that's longer than he is. Yeah, or something yeah. Like yeah. That. Absolutely. absolutely. Those are the kits that they give away to, to the under 18s. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And so the the categories, um, each category's got gold, silver, bronze. Um, I think there was a there was a panel of judges. Yep. I don't know what the actual number was. I think it was somewhere between eight and ten. I heard, but it was. There was a chief judge and there was, was a lot of, yeah, yeah, there was a yeah. lot of people involved and and um, there was a, like a judging coaching thing that they went through. I know the chief yep. judge, um, Sam, I want to say, yes. um, put out a call for a couple of different judges and he, and he Sam Harvey, I think it was. Sam yeah. Harvey, yeah, 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 yeah. And I think I think they did a did a fantastic job on the day. To think that I they had about two hundred and fifty entries. Wow. Um, at least it was probably more, but for yeah, some reason I think they got to. I want to say 260, but okay. we'd, have to, we'd have to check. Yeah. But yeah, it was massive. Oh, wow. and, and to get them, do you think these are individual people? Or no, so, like so some you, people might enter three or four. Things. Yeah, I know. I know one of the guys entered probably about 15, 20 different ones. Yeah, okay. But but yeah. I think it's safe to say that it would have been at least 100 people. I think would be wow. 100 oh, you see, people would be good there. Yeah. Um, and and yeah, it was just really interesting to see them go through that. The part that I really want to um, emphasize, they did well. Was was how efficient the judging was. Yes. So it was Saturday, ten to two was your submission entry time. Um, all of the models were judged by Sunday morning. Yeah, okay. and to do that is is absolutely yeah. phenomenal. For, for the amount of models that they had, for the quality yeah. that they were having to judge, 
and for the jostling range for the jostling yeah. employee yeah. for the range of topics and genres that they had to cover yeah. um it really is testament to how well that they've set that judging panel up with how well they've set up the scoring criteria how well they've taken on with the experience and just how well run they've actually got that modeling competition down pat yeah um when they when i got the the note to, to say hey by the way you know the models have all been judged now you know you'll get an update as to whether yep. your piece has been um, validated or not you can go check it out and that was like saturday late saturday afternoon was, wow. when, was when i first got the note to say hey just be aware that you know everyone can go in and have a look again i'm going wait that was like you know <laughs> yeah. yes it might have been a couple of hours but yeah, it was a couple of hours across yeah like a good and couple of hours we talking Oh, about 10, I think. About, really? yeah, somewhere, yeah. yeah it's probably and that's 10 including, or like, novice judges who are being coached. By yes. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Yes. So it was, a, it was I think, and that, that's really important. A lot of people think that the judges should just be experts, but I think your judging panel should be a nice, wide group mm, yeah. of people who, yeah. who are engaged in the experience as well. Yeah. Like, it's, it's um, you know, I, I actually considered volunteering as a judge, um, yeah. or, sorry, an assistant judge or, or whatever um, for this year. It didn't quite work out this year for me, so I chose not to, but... Um, you know, possibly next year it might actually yeah, be exactly. something that I, you know, drop a note to Sam and go, hey, I'm, I'm interested because, you know, it, it's not not because my opinion is necessarily worth anyone anyone else's more. It's obviously not that, but I really like scale modeling and I really yeah, like yeah, appreciating the techniques yeah, and, much, you know, and all that yeah. sort of stuff. And, and, and I know, you know, I, I can sort of see the differences at the moment of what's, you know, what's for example, simply contrast versus laid up and blended versus, yeah. you know, yeah. the next level above that um, and, and, you know, fine highlighting and stuff. And so, you know, that that's always been really interesting to me. But I think um, Gorchin's probably dancing around the topic a little bit. Yeah, I think he is. So the, the categories um, were split by type and by scale. So military vehicles, 172nd or smaller, 136 to 156. Yeah. Uh, or and then there, I think it was fifty-seven to seventy-second or something like that. And yeah. then and then there was one thirty-fifth up. Um, so I competed in two categories. One of them was my iron signet entry from last year. Um, okay. I got. I, I'm not sure if we went through the feedback on the podcast, but basically what it came down to was was the basing was pretty terrible. Uh, the judges were much more professional about that, but yeah. that that was the short of it. it. Was pretty terrible. This is the advice you got at Iron Signet. At Iron yeah. Signet, yeah. And yeah. I, I think the the judges there were actually mostly Wasnex guys. I got some yeah, good feedback yeah, yeah. from some some other, some of the other judges as well. But basically, they said the weathering was was too much and it was too consistent, sort of bled out from the rest of the model, and the basing was was not good. Um, yeah. Again, they were more they were much more polite, much more constructive than that. But yeah, I'm just yeah. sort of just simplifying. Yeah. Summarize. Yeah. 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 Um, and and so then not bitter about it at all. <laughs> no, genuinely, <laughs> I wasn't actually yeah, um, yeah. because all the stuff that they pointed out, I straight away went, yeah, yeah enough. The, those yeah. are the yeah, I, get, I can see more basic yeah. techniques I use yeah. or something. And like yeah. I said, the stuff I'm less experienced at. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, and and these judges as well, like we like we said, um, they've been scale modeling for decades. Yeah, like, yeah. they, they yeah. know their yeah. stuff very very well. So so I submitted that one, which would have been the 156 category, and I got a medal out of that one at a default because nobody else submitted. Okay. So right. the, that's neither here yeah. nor there. Yeah. I think if you're first, yeah. if you're if you're the first in the race of only one, you're also last. So you know. Um, and then the other one that I submitted was in 135th, and it was actually the first time I scale modeled anything that big. It was yeah. 135th. Yeah. Um, I was also the first time I did uh, dot filtering with with oil paints. Yeah. Um, yeah. Which. 
I now feel human again after several weeks of all things. <laughs> Uh, yeah, and, and I managed to get bronze in that yeah, category, yeah. which is fantastic. Which I couldn't, I couldn't believe. <laughs> yeah, um, and like that's a massive thing because 135th military vehicle is just like one of the biggest, if not the biggest category. Yeah, it's yeah. it's kind of the done thing. Mm -hmm. um, so when you get to 135th in military vehicles, if you go any bigger, you're not gaining any more detail. You're just gaining flat yeah, surfaces. Yeah, okay. and if you go any smaller, you start losing detail. 135 seems to be this. Other entries do you think there were? Uh, at rough count, I want to say about 20 or 30. Yeah, yeah, I think, I think yeah, between yeah. 20 and 25. They were cool. Yeah, yes. yeah. yeah. So yeah. There, there was a lot of fierce competition in that category. Yeah. And I remember what, when I put mine down, I was like, look, I'm, I'm really proud of what I've done. Yeah. I, I genuinely feel that there was an improvement from my pre previous yeah. armored fighting vehicle oh, yeah. to this one. Um, and I also want to mention. Like James Flame sat down and he really coached me through how to paint faces. Yeah. Um, and that was is absolutely priceless to get his time and his help and his mentoring on that one. Um, and it made a massive difference. And I feel like I can actually paint a face that looks like a face. It doesn't look yeah. like a skull wearing yeah. leather. Yeah. Um, and and yeah, to, to then and you know I was happy to have just submitted. It was it was kind of yeah. like I just want to hear what you guys have to say. I want to get some more feedback and then to wake up you know Sunday go to the thing and, and basically for me the whole thing was done at that point yeah. right? I'd submitted my model I'd finished the project I'm all done and then you know to walk into the comp hall and see that bronze sticker next to it yeah you know, I just I just couldn't believe it is this um, something you want to do for next year I, I actually kind of quite enjoy quite enjoy it yeah um, I, do, I can't say that I enjoy it more than I do putting an army together and yeah. putting it on the yeah. table yeah. Um, but I think it's one of those things that I don't necessarily see myself doing very often Mm. Um, I think I think it was about 120 hours of work out of over three and a half weeks. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, I have a full time job. Yeah, like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 I was painting that model. <laughs> 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 no, that one I didn't get paid for. Um, yeah, and and yeah, it was just really good to get a lot of support from from other people. And mm -hmm. and like, you know, my partner also was was very supportive in that in that process as well, just giving me the the, the space and the time That's to actually do it. Yeah. yeah, you would have disappeared for those. Three and a half weeks. Uh, look, if I did still gaming. <laughs> <laughs> if, if I didn't, um, if my painting setup wasn't on the dining room, yeah, she she probably yeah. would have felt like she was living alone. I don't yeah. doubt it. I don't, yeah. don't, don't, don't doubt it. But, yeah. but yeah, it was. It, you know, it was. That's my fault because I started it so late. Um, I think I probably spent about a week, a week building it in December, and then and then it was about three and a half weeks. Did you, leading did up you to happen to talk to anyone there? Like, did people just go, I actually worked on this for six months or something like that? Um, there, there was a couple of people where yeah. I got that vibe. Yeah, okay, um, okay. And, but, but I think a lot of them, you know, I'm, I'm just one of those people that when I do something, it just, it's just all consuming. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. And so I, I'm also fortunate enough that, that my schedule and my commitments allow me to like binge and go dive into something. And yeah. part of that is just because I will go, you know, to everything else, I go, nah, you know, tough shit. I've, mm -hmm. I've got to do this and, and I have to sort of say no to a lot of different things. Mm -hmm. um, and I'm fortunate enough to be able to do that. A lot of people aren't as lucky. Um, yeah. or, or, they, or they have other commitments that are equally as important to them. So I think a lot of it is just sitting down and, and having the time to do it. I'm, yeah. I'm very careful in, in what, what I say next. I don't, I don't want to undermine anybody's efforts or anybody's skills, but a lot of these techniques is about time in yeah it's yes, not yeah, it's yeah. not it's not talent it's not yeah. gift yes of course that will make a difference yeah. but what it really is going what's that skill sitting down learning that skill yep and then applying that skill and then or, or a technique if you want to talk specifically painting 
Yeah. Um, and then with, with that scale model, that's all that it was. It was just a collection, I think at last count of about 22 different techniques. Mm-hmm. And that, that's all that it was, quote unquote, all that it was. Yes, but again, it's, it's about time. having the time to learn the techniques. I think I spent 12 hours on one Saturday just teaching myself how to do um, filtering with oils. Um, yeah, and yeah, and yeah. Not everybody's did like. You to do did, did you have test pieces? Yeah. It was actually a pretty funny test yeah. piece. I had a so for scale modeling bases, use a photo frame. Yeah, that's the secret. If you ever need to base any diorama, use a use a photo yeah, frame. Okay. Yeah, um, nice And so you get that little exactly. Yeah. I think they're a buck from IKEA. Yeah. Okay. They're five bucks from Kmart. Um, yeah. The little perspex sheet that comes out, I just undercoated that with yeah. the the primer. Yeah. Um, that, oh, that my tank was on. And yeah. it gives you a nice flat piece because the yeah. whole thing about like oil filtering for color modulation is that you turn a flat piece into not a flat piece. Yeah. And I was yeah. like, if I can do it with a perfect sheet of Perspex or acrylics. Yeah, do it on anything. I actually yeah. ended up figuring something out completely accidentally because um, I sprayed, I undercoated it that and I wanted the oil to behave the same way. So I sprayed it over with the same lacquer that yeah. I used on the model. And then once I was finished, I realized I could actually just peel it off as a sheet. Oh, okay. <laughs> so I have this little yeah. like rolled up plastic sheet about here's yeah. how to learn how to like oil filter. <laughs> because it came with a sheet on. No, no, so it was a sheet of acrylic, but because I've, I, I covered it with a lacquer gloss mm. to protect, because when you use oil paints, you have to use really strong spirit thinners. Yeah. And that would strip yeah. every other paint and removes yeah, and okay. the plastic. Right, yeah, and yeah. so I had to seal the model with a, with a varnish effectively. Yeah. But when I did it to the Perspex sheet, it had like, it didn't bond to the Perspex, of course, cause it's a- it just made its own little thing. Yeah, and it just sh- peeled off as a sheet That's of funny. plastic. <laughs> and so yes, if anybody wants to know what my process will look like, I have a little rolled up parchment, <laughs> plastic yeah. parchment, I can show you. But they couldn't also, get all the historical out of me. <laughs> I think we could also see the slow descent into madness on the Discord too, through all the <laughs> pictures we yeah. got through there. That was, a, that was well, a good time too. Well, to be fair, I did ask if people wanted to see me go inside. Oh, well, we did. <laughs> oh, don't get me wrong. We had a great time. <laughs> we, we, we were doing it for your own health and well-being, so we, we knew to send help. <laughs> okay, good. That makes one of us. <laughs> yeah, no. Um, but, yeah. Is there anything else you want to say about what's next? Oh, look, uh, the only what thing happened? that I was... Like, what happened? <laughs> Tyler's question was, uh, is there buy? anything else to talk about what's next? Oh, yeah. What did we buy? I bought my... Turn that camera off. <laughs> I brought my custodies with me so yeah. I wouldn't be tempted to buy. I sat down at the table and I just painted some models. And, and you know... Now, you didn't have any of those with you. You know, there's, <laughs> there's, there's a bit of hindsight that comes into certain things that you do. Um, so we, we made a joke about it a bit earlier, but I, um, uh, to compensate for my dive straight back into doing scale model. So I came from a scale model background. So when I, my, my big thing for Wasmex was like, I love this stuff by default because it's mm-hmm. where I started. Um, I've always really enjoyed doing scale model stuff. The models generally, um, you know, some of the ones I've got, I relate to either family history that we've got with those models, like the HMS Vampire, or, um, mm-hmm. you know, or they're things that, you know, I've just grown up going, like, that's really cool, or they take my interest in some other way. Um, but I've always enjoyed the building, and or even for models, even though I struggle with war miniature, war game miniature painting, I actually enjoy painting scale models, um, which yeah. is quite a, it's quite a different changing gears for me. Um, so anyway, uh, I I won't, I won't say exactly how much I spent. What I will say is that That's right, I, I'm going to put a total. Like, no, 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 no. The important part is, I, is that, the important part. I can just see dollar signs popping up in the background, but I, um, 
the, it was okay with my wife because of other things that I then sold on to make it a neutral sale <laughs> post, which was not the right thing to do, but anyway. Um, so you didn't spend anything. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, I did. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, so I, I, I bought um, a, a 135th helicopter, uh, a, a early war patrol boat from in World War II, US patrol boat, a... a so an Elko? An Elko, yep. yep. Um, a Scud B missile launcher, uh, a... These all at various different scales as well? Yeah, so yeah, yeah, generally yeah. larger scales. So a lot of the previous work that I've done very recently has been in 172nd. And, yeah. and, I, and I smash those things out in like two weeks generally. Yeah, like yeah. They're, they're very, because I'm not going to, for example, the same amount of effort that Gorge has yeah. done with his well, layer and his modulation. Well, no, you actually stuff, can. Right? You, you actually seen can. You should the 172nd scale models that were submitted Getting to Yeah, yeah, yeah. But there's some armor and stuff. And, and 172nd, you can still apply the same techniques to 172nd stuff, and it looks really, really good. I generally don't, because my purpose is simply, I just want to get a couple of nice looking planes that sit in my cabin. And yeah. anyone who goes and looks at my planes will go, they genuinely They're do. They're nice, nice looking planes. <laughs> I don't care about them being award winning planes. Some of the other models that I've picked I'm not up. <laughs> some, some of the other models that I've One picked model. up. On <laughs> my entire bookshelf. <laughs> um, yeah, but it is the biggest model. Um, <laughs> of of the, that's the secret. Yeah. Of the, of the, well, if it, is, if it is the case that bigger is better, that's great, because the 132nd Phantom 2 that I've got will be this big. <laughs> <laughs> it's, its body of the F plane is quite yeah, large. Yeah. F4 Phantom? F4 Phantom 2. Yeah. Once described in the most perfect way as the leading distributor of MiG parts. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> as in it destroyed enough that's of them that they rained from the sky. Yeah. That's so good. Yeah. yeah, I think it was a military aviation history. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Did it. I yeah. love that. Um, so I've, I've got one of those and I, I wanted a really big plane, but the rule that I put on myself is not only do I have to sell off stuff to make it cost neutral, yeah, yeah. Um, but it has to fit in an existing display cabinet that I have right now mm. that does not have things in it. And so, so I only had- empty that cabinet. <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 that's the beauty. I didn't have to empty the cabinet, but I knew how big that cabinet was. Yeah. So what Dan is saying, buy more display cabinets. Mm. Yes. <laughs> You're welcome, um, Ikea. <laughs> Um, yeah, so, I, but I, I really enjoyed, but I also went and, you know, I picked up sanding sticks, I picked up a, a miniature vise with a hammer point on it so I can actually do some proper, you know, building and converting of stuff um, of that sort of scale. Um, I redid all my supplies, buddies and things like that that have been ready to go. Um, you know, I picked up the HMS Vampire, which my grandfather served on. Um, I picked up a lunar module command systems, um, which is all, that's not all ready for painting, that's now being built. Mm -hmm. Um, so I, I did pick up a lot of stuff, but that's because, you know, I'm going to have that, that display cabinet out the back will be the scale model display yeah. cabinet. And once it's full, which basically everything I bought is going to fill it, that's it. And um, once it's full, Dan's also going to be out the back. Yeah. <laughs> I was lucky I wasn't out the back to begin with. Um, but anyway, so needless to say, we'll, we'll see some posts of that stuff coming up. But, um, but yeah, just something that I enjoy that I'll, um, I'll keep going. Did you with. pick up anything, Gorshin? No, I took my own advice. I kept yeah. my hands and my wallets in my pockets. She looks very happy walking around, looking at all the displays and there things, was... think, think, picking things up that yeah. you wanted to buy. I think, I think for yeah. me, um, there was a couple of specific kits that I was after. Yeah. I was after some good quality stuff and I didn't see them. So yeah, yeah. okay. Um, the, the swap meet... Went everything there went like hotcakes, and I was, right. a, bit, yeah. I was a bit late okay. that day. Yeah, I had a, yeah. But a few other things that helped me out, so I couldn't get <coughs> my fault. <laughs> um, 
but yeah, I think the, the part that I really enjoyed was just just seeing like the ideas that people turned into models. Yeah, that yeah. was that was yeah. the part that I was really excited to yeah. see. Because again, I'm I'm one of those people that is just like this is the tank. It served in this front, and it was painted this way, and this is the kind of scratches it would get. Yeah, and that's not the correct way. It's not the only way. It's just yeah. the way that yeah. I do yeah. it. It just happens to be the yeah. common way. And yeah. so I saw people like doing scale modeling the Dementors attack on the Hogwarts Express. That was, oh, yeah. that was yeah. amazing. And I'm like, brilliant. Yeah. You, you've got yeah. scale model kit, and I think there were Night Haunts. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Shop night. I thought was, they were custom. They, they might have been. Um, yeah. Oh, well, they, they could have been, but they were definitely Games Workshop. Oh, really? Games yeah. Workshop models converted up okay. to reflect right. yeah. the attack on. Uh, and, and, and just seeing like, you know, one of the big displays from a whole club was all of the um, military aircraft that Australia ever used from in yeah. chronological order from front to back. That was very cool. That was massive. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that was and, cool. And then like just seeing stuff like that, I'm like, this is this is what it's about. And mm. um Well like the card and the paper craft, um like battleships. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah. So they, they had like the HMAS Australia as a card model with and yeah. paper. Mm. And I, I asked them like, okay, so I get how you can get like your flat structures and your angle yeah. structures and stuff, but what do you do for curves? And they went well, it's actually funny, like there's a few different ways of doing it. Um, you can simply go and sometimes get just tubing and just make it work with the tubing oh, yeah. and then you lay a paper on the outside. So technically that goes a bit above and beyond, same with Dow. But if you really want to, you can actually, you know, get your, your files or your paper pencils on, uh, sorry, your pencils and whatever, and just simply wrap the paper around it enough. And there's certain ways that you can actually get that form to hold. Yeah. And then you've molded your tube cradle. Like, and, I, and I'm like, I'm like, that's just, so yeah, with some of the ones that were there and they were like ironclads from yeah, like yeah, the end yeah. of World War One and stuff. Like there were some really cool yeah. things. You, you interviewed somebody who was making these, these warships. It wasn't the card ones, but it was something else. It was something like this big. Yeah, and you, you were saying, yeah, 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 that's what it, I thought it was then. Yeah. And you're like, oh, you know, where you get this bit and that's, oh, no, I scratch it all. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what? All, I all of them are remote control. Yeah. 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 Right. Once, once a month or once every two weeks, once they take them out. Once yeah, once a month, they yeah. take them all out into the water, have their remote controls, flow them around and start sink. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Check out our task force yeah. YouTube yeah. video. Yeah. yeah. It's incredible. Yeah. That's um, amazing. So I think we'll move into now as as yeah. look because we the reality is we could go on about Wasmex uh, yeah. forever and a day. Um, yeah. Go next year. That would be the thing yeah, that I'll we'll leave you. Go next year. We're moving into outflank, uh, and moving today in. we're going to be talking about armies of Germany. So uh, we've done a lot <laughs> of tactics videos on things that are important: bolt action, yep. list building theory. Yep. Uh, but we've never touched specifics on unit choices and compositions on making a force. Now, I'm in the position that I'm using this to my own advantage. I've actually sold all my bolt-to-action forces and I'm starting again new. I have about 30 infantry figures and I haven't decided what I want to take, how I want to take them, what I want to buy. So, I would like to get some opinions across the table about what we think of a variety of different things within armies of Germany to mm. then move into maybe some decision making on what I want to do to make my next tournament mm. army and what's important and all that kind of stuff. Um, as for uh, a, a, a little bit more context, this might seem quite late in the the bolt action life yeah. cycle. But Come on, the, this, yes, you know, we're looking <laughs> at we're looking at a version two rule set and yeah. a version two 
uh, armies of book, but uh, if you have a look at the recent videos with Alessio doing those interviews regarding decision-making around version mm. 3, they're very far off from anything that would be a completed yeah. product. Admittedly, yeah. very fascinating to actually listen to what Alessio um, was 100%. saying and what he was thinking about. And, and there was actually one of the things that, that I, it was one of the Monday Musings ones. One yep, of the things exactly. that I found really interesting was that, um, you know, a lot of the stuff that people talk about, Alessio was like, yeah, that came up when we designed Bolt Action. <laughs> He's like, yep. yeah, we, we thought about it and, and ultimately we chose speed of play. Yes. Yes. Um, yeah, yeah. Which is, which is really interesting. And I think it, it contextualizes a lot of the game mechanics and a lot of the decisions in there. Yeah. Um, and, and he actually himself called it a Hollywood simulator. Yeah, which yeah, I think is probably yeah. the a Hollywood yeah. war movie simulator. Which yeah. I think is probably like exactly where it that, fits. And that is exactly how when I was getting people started and, and teaching them, I'm like, you need to think of Bolt Action as the Hollywood cinematic mm. simulation yeah. game. It's mm -hmm. it's it's simulating uh, war elements, but it is not a simulator. Yeah, it's I mean, one simulator. of the starter kits is called Band of Brothers, for God's yeah. sake. Like, yes. yeah. <laughs> they know exactly. what they're doing. Yeah. 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 Um, so I interestingly enough, in, in, in my last few months, haven't really been into Bolt Action. I've been looking at a whole, whole variety of game systems that we'll talk Traitor. about. Traitor. Other Traitor. episodes, etc. Um, and it's really come together that I enjoy the simplicity of the rule set uh that you the know polish. those yeah. mm. those those mechanics that are designed around fast decision making yeah mm. uh, and identifying threats yeah uh, it, it's it's part of good game design it's not you know we're we're making this just because it's simple and that that's that's I, how yeah, it i don't think there are many rule sets out there outside from um you know the big one. Yeah. Um, <laughs> it's okay, we can name it. There's no um, name shaming. Yeah, like, I think Warhammer obviously has some of the best rules, streamlined rules, yes, to yep. get people involved very quickly. I think Bolt Action is mm. also up there. Well, what's the basic rules for 40k now? Four or five pages? Yeah. 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 And, and then everything else after that is yeah. just exception. And that's for each phase. And then yeah. once you know that, you basically know the entire game, yeah. essentially. Um, and of course, there's nuances and whatever. But once, like, and then bolt action's up there too. And then you step into yeah. different systems, and you're starting to see, hold on, there's a bit of jank. Going <laughs> yeah, like, definitely. Yeah, yeah. If it's, you think, yeah, a lot of other systems, it's not about like these wheels need grease. It's like, why is that wheel even there? <laughs> Just get rid of that one. Yeah. So, so why, why sure. armies of Germany? Okay, um, you've, you've got your yep. personal. Uh, yeah, uh, motives here. What else? Yeah, yeah. No, so, so another thing that I just wanted to bring up is in relation to the latest stuff that's been coming out of Warlord, we've had the FAQ release, which yep. really uh, brings down back to for, for this topic is designing an army within the armies of book yep. because anything outside of generic is pretty much off the table. Yeah, yep. uh, which is a tournament plan. Yeah, 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 yeah pretty, pretty much, much. Yeah. To, to a degree, but yes. Um, so. One of that, that's one of the reasons I wanted to talk about that. Um, Germany is a really interesting one. Uh, decision making on as to why you'd want to pick it. So it's probably the perfect opponent mm. in the sense that it can fit any theater. You know, you can be early war, mid war, late war. It is a war. bad guy. It, 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 has, <laughs> it has the most opponents. Mm. Yes. So, so, you know, you're against Russians, you're against uh, uh, all the allies. So US, Australians, British, all that French. kind of stuff. Um, so there's that option. Then, you know, there's these minor nations that used a lot of their equipment. So that, yeah, that, okay. that's, that's yep. also mm -hmm. another avenue that, you know, mm -hmm. these models that you make, 
lots of other nations have a Hetza or, or a Stug or they have the Stalinums. Mm. So the, the, there's options there. Then with the units themselves, they have quite a lot of uh, exclusive options. So assault rifles are not something that you see in a lot of, in a lot of other yeah. armies, yeah. etc. And Panzerfaust, so, uh, it's fairly unique. It is a German weapon. You see it repurposed in other armies as well. Mm. But it does give anti-tank capability to your regular infantry yeah. squads. And you can normally take table. like two in most squads. Yeah. So they have it like double what anyone else can take, yeah. essentially. I think it's, it's, it's versatility. Yeah. So not necessarily, yeah. if you didn't want to build a versatile list, you're, for example, you wanted to build a very specific list, the armies of Germany lets you build lots of different style lists. Yes, you can build mechanized lists. You can build infantry spam that you're relying on officers. You can, yeah. you know, what you might consider a Soviet horde list. You can actually do very well mm -hmm. in the armies of Germany. As and well. you can also do like you can model them in different fronts, like yeah. D-Day landings, Eastern yeah. Front, yeah. like yeah. Fallschirmjäger, yeah. early war, late war. They have a lot of Luftwaffe variety. field divisions. Yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. Jäger. Yeah. <laughs> wow, you can say that I have the models. <laughs> well, you, you think doing studying German would let you yeah. pronounce German words? <laughs> <You're talking. laughs> but uh, yeah, look, this is probably the fourth attempt I've done for Germany. Yep. For me, I've also commission painted quite a few, yep. but I haven't painted every style of camo. There's there's a lot of different. What, what is it? You know that image where you got the the Fifty Shades of Field Grey, which yeah. is like thirty. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's, that's the one. So you know, um, there's a lot of variety within yeah. painting. Yeah. Um, mm -hmm. And uh, yeah, I, I mean, I was talking about opponents earlier. So so you know, you you pretty much have everyone else. Yep. There's a lot of instances, and more and more that I'm learning, particularly from Mark Felton of Germans fighting Germans right near the end. The, the the classic example is Castellito, oh, which man. is we yeah. need to do a scenario of Castellito. We do, yeah. yeah. So what's my missing? <laughs> so, so wait, wait, wait. Do we want it to be a surprise? Um, I mean, you can read up in history books. Look, uh, all, I'm, I, all I'm going to say is Germans, SS, French tennis players, a Sherman, and ammo. And it's a castle. <laughs> oh yeah, how could I forget the castle? <laughs> <laughs> I'm so intrigued. No, uh, I don't want to know anything. And, and, and lastly, for me, just going to throw it in there. They got some really cool tank designs. You yeah. can't, you can't. That's undeniable. There's some, there's some nice looking tanks. Look, they, they look alright. Yeah. They're not Sherman, but they look alright. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I also think the other reality from a uh, from a gameplay point of view, um, the German force. I would say it's probably one of the more forgiving forces overall. So yeah. you can lose your NCO, it doesn't matter. You get extra shots on your machine guns to make them slightly better. Yeah. We'll get into that in a bit. Yeah. But, um, but so you're just getting into it. Yeah. Yeah. What, 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 what is the thing what that makes armies of Germany armies of Germany? What are the um, national special rules? So the first key one would be um, Blitzkrieg, which is yeah. that plus one on the snap to action. So snap to action being a second edition introduction of rules. Um, but Highly, highly valuable. Um, normally, when I play, irrespective of nation, but for the German officers, especially yeah. where you're getting that plus one, your force is simply more maneuverable. I think this increases uh, just quickly. I think it increases the skill ceiling as well because I think yeah. snap to action isn't something that beginners use all that much. That's right. But yep. then once you've learned to start using it, and yep. like because yep. you've said, what is that? Second lieutenant's attacks. Uh, first lieutenant's. Uh, uh, that actually gives you yeah, something. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. So this essentially. But it's makes, not true for Germans. Yeah, yeah because yeah, exactly. their first lieutenant 
Yeah. That's yeah. Like yeah. 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 So like they, and it gives you that extra yeah. kind of mobility yeah. Yeah. and maneuverability, yeah. I think. Yeah. yeah. And I would, I would actually go just have you, you said about snap to action. Well, at least what I found is that um, the, the couple of new people that, that I've started and when I started as well, bolt action, snap to action seems to be one of those things that beginners use all the time because they're, they're used to this, they I go, they're used to this, I go, you go, I just want to yeah, add yeah, a whole bunch of group. stuff and do big alpha strikes. Yeah. And then, and then once you graduate from that, from sort of beginner to novice, you kind of forget about it. You go, no, 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 I just need my dice in the bag. I need yeah. my dice in the bag. Yeah. Yeah. And then, and then every now and again, you might yeah. see an opportunity, might not be a right one. And yeah. then at the other end, Snap to action becomes a tool just like anything else. Yeah. Yeah. There's, a, there's a time and a place for it. And sometimes the best thing you can do is snap to action two things. And sometimes yeah. it's the worst thing you can do. Yeah. And yeah, it seems to, you use it a lot, it falls off a little bit as you get more experience with belt action. And then as you get even more experience, it starts to become one of the things yeah. to come back in your tools. Like that gawky horse kind of thing. Yeah. yeah. Um, so then we've got initiative training. When your NCO gets killed in a squad, you can roll a dice. Mm -hmm. If you get two or high, you replace the NCO that died with another unit. Yeah, and another model. Another, another model. model. Yeah. Yeah. A whole unit. A whole unit. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I, I, really, um, I really think a lot of people... So the internet will tell you that initiative training is one of the most useless special rules. It never gets used. It's pointless. It should never have been put in. We want something different. Or at least the internet trolls will. They completely miss the whole reason as to you're like you're complaining about the fact that your rule's never used. Your rule is about the fact that your dude died. Yeah. Which means if yeah. no one is using that, yeah. you're saving well, your lieutenants yeah, yeah. and the rule's yeah. doing exactly well, what that's it's meant to it. do. It's mitigation, yeah. essentially. Yeah. Initiative yeah. training. Yeah. Um, you don't go for the exceptional kill on the NCO. Because no, exactly it may right. as well not. Yeah. So that's already like... You know, the, you know there's like that's, an that's, 80 something percent chance. That's actually removing the role. Yeah. yeah. Because yeah. that's the behavior people have. So it, it, it's it's treated as an auto, your, your NCO's got another wound or whatever. That's You're right. losing another dude. That's uh, right. Lookout, sir, I guess is the rule, right? Yeah, yeah. for 40k, yeah. 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 Um, so, yeah, like, it, it's good. It's naturally good. It's yeah. making decisions for your yeah, other players. Important thing yeah. to touch on there, we've talked about it before. Sometimes you make these decisions or you have rules or units, not because of their of their dice rolling or, the, or their mechanics, but it's because it forces a difference in decision making. Yes. And, yeah. the, and the initiative training is exactly that. It's exactly As you've correctly pointed out, the amount of times I've shot a unit with a sniper or gotten lucky exceptional damage otherwise, I've gone, oh, there's no point taking the NCO because it's an 83.3% chance. You'll yeah. just get another one. Yeah. I'll go for the LNG instead. That's yeah. right. Yeah. It's usually yeah. what I end up yeah. doing. Yeah. And the LNG may actually end up being the, the better choice for you, but the fact is you never have to worry about that squad losing their NCO yeah. and yeah. getting that yeah. minus one. I think also shooting at the LNG is good because, segue, Hitler's buzzsaw. Yes. Oh, <laughs> makes LMGs, and people argue all the time, one dice isn't enough. I think it makes all the difference. Okay. Yeah. So, so the thing about the, the, the rule is all German MGs get one extra shot. Shot yeah. by number of dice. Yeah. Yeah. So I think that was actually um, Dan. Correct me if I'm wrong in this one. That was actually one of the changes from V1 to V2. Yeah. Correct. All all MGs got plus one dice. Yes. It, it, and then the Germans made, kept their plus one on top. So an yeah. LMG yeah, in V1 right. was three. Yep. Right. Yeah. Um, then it went to four, and now five for Germans. Yeah. 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 And so six for MG, MMGs yeah. and all that. Yeah. Kind of stuff. And so that that essentially has pushed. Um, uh, They've still kept the German LMGs, also yeah, the yeah. German MGs, for all of them, are still 
point for point more efficient than an existing yep. LMG. Now, whether you think an LMG is efficient in the first place is a different conversation. <laughs> yep. Um, yep. But, but the reality is, you know, any German unit that's able to take two light machine guns, as an example, yep. that unit is firing just those extra couple of shots. But it's those extra couple of shots of range. And it's oh, an yeah. extra couple yeah. of dice yeah. that you are yeah. able to convert kills yeah. on. Yeah. Um, you know, and, and that's, I know, I know some people are just like, oh, but it's not that good. And I'm like, I would, my Soviets would kill <laughs> to have an extra yeah. shot on their LMGs, yeah. you know. And, and it's quite strong for almost a lot of the armored vehicles. They're, yes. they're toting probably two Multiple machine guns. MGs. So, yeah. you know, it, it, it's definitely something that's quite good. And we got, you know, good old Tiger Fear. Good old, that. the best rule in bolt action, <laughs> Tiger Fear. So um, what, what actually is the, the distance now? 12 inches. So wasn't, it, wasn't it bumped up to 18? No, I, I think it went from 18 to 12. Right? So <laughs> I thought 24 my, 12 up to 18. My, under, well, my, my understanding was it was battlefield, <laughs> check this battlefield wide, <laughs> oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. then it went to 12 inches, and they were complaining that it wasn't, uh, and when I say they, it was sort of rules by, I guess, intent of the internet. Yeah. But, but 12 yeah. inches, they were seeing it wasn't enough, so they made it 18, which was too powerful, so they took it back to 12. Right. My understanding right now is that it's 12 inches. Okay. Tyler's going to look it up for us, so, so we'll get into it. So the actual rule is neg one to, uh, to neg one morale to order tests within range for actions that are not targeting the model with target fear. And it makes them take the order tests, even if uh, they have no pins. Okay. Yes. Yeah, the last yeah. update I'm finding is September and it says 18, so maybe they go back. No, yeah. there's one. No, there's they, they did one. That. Well, they've done, they've, we've had the recent... We're FD getting bogged down. It doesn't matter. <laughs> it doesn't matter. Yeah. It's and we're broken to really good, to overpowered, to really good, to not that great, and maybe he's come back to good. And admittedly, a lot of people <laughs> forget the rule when they're playing. Oh, well, that's, that's the funniest part, right? Like the, the people that, because it affects units that are in transports, if the transport can see the tank and they're deciding yeah. to do something different. But but the funny thing is like the number of times, yeah, the number of times where people have sat there and they've gone, ah, oh, oh, right, tiger fear. And, it's, <laughs> it's and you're probably sitting there going, yeah, I wasn't going to tell you. <laughs> Now, what's what's interesting about this is this is a key word. It's, it applies to multiple vehicles, and the, yes. the, the smallest frame is the P4 chassis. Panzer so, four, so yeah. Panzer IV can get it, but that doesn't mean other Panzer IV variants get it in the sense of like I don't know, uh, Verbal Wind doesn't get it. Yeah, yeah. yeah Even yeah, though yeah. it's you know the same kind of structure, it mm. doesn't it doesn't have. Where that thing is on the battlefield, I kind of feel like it should. Verbal Wind fear. Um, so those those are special rules, you know. We'll, we'll add into the description what actually Tiger Fear is. We barely played the, the main. But it, the it's, main it's clarified in the FAQ. Yeah, just yeah, go check that yeah, out. It's free. The main grab that people have with it is is pre measuring, right? But that's kind of cooked. Uh, yeah. Why they actually changed that too? Yeah. So so you should be measuring from the tank out. To, right, so, but so only when that unit's only when that unit is yeah. activating. Yeah, yeah. But but the, the reality is that if you're talking about pre-measure, and when we briefly yeah, talked yeah. about this on the podcast before, there are multiple ways that are completely legal within bolt action to do pre-measuring on different stuff. You just have yeah. to think about it a little yeah. bit. Yeah. So yeah. generally, what I tend to do is is when I'm moving my infantry squads, one of them will be laying down fire. Um, with the intent that the other one can eventually assault, so one of them will be a little bit further behind. Mm -hmm. um, and I will usually shoot with that unit first, yeah. and I will measure past my squad yeah, that, that yeah, what I actually is intending to do the assault, and that tells me 
what the actual distance is. And yeah. I'm not doing that for one turn and one one dice. No. I'm doing that regularly. Yeah, as things yeah, are moving around. Yeah. Yeah. And like I'm not I'm not like bending my tape measure or, <laughs> or anything like that. But it's just like if I've got two squads and one of them's like, yeah. oh yeah, twenty four inches away, my rifle's in range, the other one looks to be about eighteen, I know yeah. I'm not gonna get into assault this turn, for yeah. example. But yeah. and that's that's just one way of doing it. Another one is is like you are entitled to measure any time you shoot anything ever. Mm. And, and people just go, oh, you know, it's 72 inches, it'll be in range. It's yeah. like, yeah, but you can measure, mm. so why not? Yeah. Yeah. If, if, you, if you're not somebody who's confident with your measurements and, and yeah. doing your estimates, why not? You know, the, the pre-measuring and using mortars, um, and so, but even if there's not a target in the way that you want to look at, just fire smoke. Yeah. <laughs> just measure the smoke. Like yeah. people go, smoke yeah. is useless, and in my document thing I'm writing, I'm going, smoke, pre-measure. Yeah, <laughs> so, you know, it's, uh, there, there are different ways of doing it. Mm. Um, Shall we move into the We units? should roll yeah, forward. So to... I'm just going to preface this. Um, this is going to be quite useful for many nations because there is a lot of different units out there that are, have equivalents, quite similar, etc. So we'll start off the top with HQ, and this is something that's going to be the same across the board. So, you know, listen in even if you're not, not collecting a German army. So officers, what do we think? You can pick first lieutenant, uh, second lieutenant, captains and majors. Yep. Uh, look, I, I'm going to go back on my word here and say yep. the second lieutenants in a German army are not attacks. They actually yep. bring something. Mm. Yep. Uh, or I, I should say that a second lieutenant can't be perceived as a tax. Mm. Yep. They can be perceived as in other armies, but yeah, no, yep. not so, a German. So we'll, we'll start off the bat. Second lieutenant typically only gives you the one extra order dice, yep. but it gives you two with German because yep. of the uh, initial training. I've yep. never yep. seen anyone take anything higher than a first lieutenant. Me either. Yeah, not very common. I, I, so, so being a TO, I've seen all sorts of different lists. Um, I have very few. <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> um, I, I have seen um, captains used before on occasion. Okay. Mm -hmm. uh, it very much, for example, with when it comes down to, you know, organizing events and tournaments and stuff, it, it is very dependent on the mission set that you're playing. There's um, a dog under the table, excuse me. <laughs> <laughs> um, Easily distracted. And, uh, and uh, essentially, the unless you are playing big multiple platoon games, yep. like and, we're, and, I, and, I'm, and when I say big, I'm talking sort of two and a half to three thousand points, you probably are not going to see a major. And, and the, mm. the, the reason yeah. that I would that I would sort of ration it that way is up until that sort of two and a half thousand point mark with, with you know, you're, you're talking a big army at that point of bolt action. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Even captains would actually still manage your command structure well enough mm. and the multiple officers that you'd have. How many dice do you get with a major? Four. It's four. Which means the Germans will get five. Jeez. Yeah. I've considered it before. I've been I've been in easy army. I've been looking at you know inexperienced yeah, lists yeah. and lots of infantry and all that kind of stuff. And go, does mm -hmm. this actually offset it? And I never quite get to the point that it's worth taking yeah. the, the inexperience yeah. when you're paying that for much sure. points for those higher officers. Yeah. So it's about it's what you're paying for going from a first to a captain is a difference of thirty five points. Yeah. Um, you are gaining going from a plus two to a plus three morale bubble. You're yep. gaining six inches in your snap too, which is often yeah. massively yeah. overlooked. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and you're going from, from a plus two to a plus three. Now, generally, what what I find is that with a first lieutenant, 
or in your list, or just generally speaking, once you get to about your third pin marker, you're pretty much guaranteed to have that unit rally. Yep. What a captain allows you to do is have a big bubble where a third pin marker, you still might not rally. Yeah. And that's a pretty big deal that a lot of people overlook. When I've, when I've run, um, uh, when I ran my paratrooper list, I, I thought about sneak, sneaking a captain in for one of the tournaments I actually did. Mm. Just because if you then pair them with a, with a first lieutenant, you actually get an 18-inch snap bubble. And I was looking, I was staring down the barrel of about 15 or 16 order dice. Um, yeah, I, I, don't, okay. I don't think it was yeah. a thousand or twelve fifty points or something. So you know, it was a lot of MMGs and lots of yeah. regular units yeah. and stuff. But like that's a that's a lot of weighted numbers, and it's yeah. a lot of initiative that you can control with a captain. So yeah. I wouldn't overlook it, but I think um, because of the way that I build lists, I yeah. generally stick infantry corps, so they're bringing a little bit more morale with them in the first place. Yeah, yeah. I usually just stick with a first lieutenant because I find yeah. that two yeah. dice is enough. For yep. a snap two, and yeah. six inches yeah. and a plus two is enough. If I would go, I'd, I'd very seriously consider a captain if I was going an all regular core. Because mm. remember, by going all regular, you're losing one morale base. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And so having an extra morale and a bigger morale bubble would help mm. a lot. Sometimes. I don't necessarily think I would go to using all of the snap twos, even yeah. only three yeah. instead of a four for a captain. Yeah. But yeah, that's the only time I would consider it. I wouldn't necessarily yeah. do it. Um, particularly, like I would, if I was going five infantry squads at full at full whack, and I was relying on weighted numbers, yeah. probably I'd have a hard time deciding whether or not I'd take a captain. If I was going, well, you'd you'd consider a Soviet horde or an inexperienced horde, mm -hmm. absolutely take a captain yeah. every day. Of the week. Yeah. Makes sense. Um, very very interesting. I mean, there's a lot of decision making that you have to do with snap twos, mm -hmm. but their morale bonus is something that's going to help yeah. you all the time. Yeah. So. They're, they're, they're quite a quite a good unit to have. And they give it to themselves. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, they're, they're, they're always useful as that, you know, last objective taker or, or, or something like that. Or and, a sniper and, bait. And, you know, sniper with, bait, yeah. <laughs> with, with Germans, Mages why not do give it? pretty tasty. <laughs> with Germans, why not give them AOS? Like, yeah. There, yeah. There's, there's kind of no yeah. reason not to. Um, Just a machine gun. Yeah. Jeez, <laughs> do look cool. Um, Alright, uh, in the other part of the HQ, you've got medics. Um, mm. I very rarely take them. Uh, I think, I, I don't have a medic model at the moment, I have it at various points, but um, yeah, what do we think of the special role? Well, so, the, there's, there's probably two things. So, what do we think of the special rule as in how a medic operates? Yeah. Um, I, I think you have to understand um, so I came from a 40k background largely, which meant that when I looked at medic, I was thinking, you know, old school feel no pains or, or yeah, like yeah. recovery rolls or, or, you know, four plus and things don't die. Um, you can only save models within six inches of the medic specifically for starters. Even yeah. if he has orderlies, it has to be around the medic. Yeah. Um, six inches is not that very big and you only save them on a six. Yeah. Yeah. Now, what that, what that means is that when you think about it from a bolt action point of view, it is a supporting bonus mm -hmm. yeah. that uses up an order dice. Or it gives you an order dice. Or it gives you, well, that, to yeah. put that around, it's a 30 point order yeah. dice. That's the only yeah. reason I've ever taken a medic. I'm like, oh, all the other slots yeah. in my army are full. Might as well bring a medic. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, so I think that probably means that even for the reasons that all four of us just then came up with as to, you know, why we would take a medic, you're not taking it for the rule. 
Yeah, no, yeah, yeah, yeah. The rule no, is simply yeah. a bonus this that goes is, This is a discussion I hear from every single person I've ever yep. talked yeah. to about medics. Um, we, we might leave it there for medics. Um, mm -hmm. Let's go straight on to the fun one. Well, for me, I, I like taking a forward observer. Um, I, 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 I've always, so much fun. I've always liked taking the air, and I think, yeah. I think the, the... It's good fun. I think when I understood the rules a bit more and, and saw the bubble of pinning and things that are happening that aren't just the target, I was like, this is actually a really fun unit. And, yeah, it's yeah. Fit, and, and 75 points, I think that's the regular cost. Yep. Um, yeah. it, it, it's Generally, quite yep. cheap. And, and when you look at the artillery observer, very strong unit, but I always find for whatever reason, I just can't fit in that 400, but 75 tends to do it. But um, this time around, I'm, I'm actually gonna flip it the, the other way for, for my kind of list. Uh, didn't preface this at all. I'm building kind of a defensive Berlin, mm. like kind of last defenders. I don't think there's any Luftwaffe in the air at this point. <laughs> so I think artillery would actually fit the theme for me. And I wanna learn to use it better because yeah. um, for Artie, there's smoke as well, isn't it? Yeah. Yep, there's a smoke yeah. barrage or a regular barrage. And, you know, but the artillery can also be used as a space. So the the artillery can be used as a area denial attack yeah. as well. So the, the airstrike has to target a unit. You don't yeah. get a choice of just putting it down on the ground. Yeah. The artillery strike gives you that flexibility, which yeah. is, it's actually one of the reasons why you pay more points for it, is because yeah. you don't have to target a unit. I'm, I'm, I've always been the other way. I've always been like, artillery is the only way to go. <laughs> and then artillery think, wins wars. Yeah, yeah. artillery Spoken wins like wars. like a true and Russian. <laughs> I'm a German player. There you go. Yeah. Um, but was it your event? I think it was Varsity. Yeah. Um, I got an air observer. Oh, yeah. yeah. Um, I was at an event and I, I was given an air observer in the list that I was given and I had so much fun like, <laughs> sitting there being like what's going to come and hit this unit you know, like yeah. is it going to be a yeah. massive bomber so I it's personally Hollywood simulator yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. And, and you can imagine like oh, you, know, um, you can make the plane noises yeah, yeah. pew pew pew, pew, pew. <laughs> like, it should fail I tell you what getting a model plane and, and making that either either the marker or a crash wreck or something yeah. like that is, is, is really fun. And there is some very cheap planes. You can go on eBay and get 156 <laughs> scale stuff yeah. for about two or three yeah. bucks. I find for yeah. like uh, an air attacking plane, yeah. 172nd yeah. blends it in a bit better. It tends to be what most people do. It looks yeah. a bit, a nice looks a bit better, but for, yeah. for a crash plane, yeah. 156 yeah. Yeah. for yeah, sure. Definitely. For sure. And, well, you picked up that 109 for like five dollars or something. Delivered. <laughs> <laughs> um, anyway, you guys, uh, you guys have anything to say about? I, I think um, this is I more so a really fun unit. Either one. <laughs> I think more so like looking at it from a purely like tactics and meta perspective. One of the things that I see a lot of the top players doing, and I don't think this is necessary to win. I think it's just a common thread, is that there seems to be a big um, preference for concerted effort styles of play. Mm -hmm. So you're getting all three, four, five infantry squads in a death bubble and yep. pushing. Works really well on the opposite end for for denying that style of strategy. And the yep. flip side is if you're if you're I'm just going to call it death bowling. If you're death yep. bowling around the table um, and you want to go left, you just drop the artillery on your opponent's right. Yeah. And suddenly they're now scrambling or panicking or trying to move out of the way and reacting to it and you can just chew through the units on the yeah. left. Yeah. And I find that that, that death ball strategy is so difficult to deal with. Mm -hmm. Even if you've got your own artillery 
observer and it goes in and you don't need a whole bunch of units or you just pin everything out. All you've yeah. done is bought yourself time. Mm -hmm. But you just you can't you can't fight your way through it. Um, just because of the nature of bolt action and the way that it activates template weapons and, and all and the things that make bolt action bolt action, like once that death ball has formed and started rolling, you're you're toast mm -hmm. eventually. Mm -hmm. I found. So um, I guess that's what I'm going to do in the next tournament. Heads up. Death <laughs> <laughs> oh. balling. Yeah. Well, uh, perfect. Love it. So the, the key to uh, to stopping the death ball, then, we should talk about, which is um, core infantry squads. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, so I'm not going to bore the listeners with this. The page there's uh, there's a good few pages for for Germans on yeah. all of the infantry options, and on I most don't... nations, to be fair. Yeah. Yeah, and uh, I, I mean that that's. Let's have a general discussion yeah. just on the infantry itself. The main bonuses for, for Germans is that you can, uh, at, compared to all the other nations, oh. you can also include assault rifles and you can also include Panzerfaust. Yeah. And typically you can get away with two mm. LMGs if you want it. Yeah. Um, I mean, they're all just reskins of each other, essentially. Yeah. Um, I mean, the one uh, thing being uh, Waffen SS, which yep. come with Stubborn and Axe. And if you take them with ARs, well, that's just tough fighters. But um, yeah, 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 they come with stubborn. So yeah. oh, sorry, not fanatics. stubborn. Fanatics. Thank yeah. you. Yeah. Um, yeah. So they can get real deadly, real fast. Generally, the the theme is that um, like ideologically motivated troops in, yeah. in lots of different nations get fanatics. Yeah. Yeah. Um, whereas paratroopers generally get stubborn. Yeah. As, yeah. as a default. Yeah. yeah. Uh, just because stubborn is supposed to represent you not caring about how yep. many you've lost and how surrounded you are. Yeah, yeah. That sort of thing. Um, and, and, and for those new, uh, we're, we're talking about coming with fanatics, talking about coming with stubborn, yeah. you're paying those points as yeah. well. Yeah, so of course. There, yeah. there's no magic unit combination that gets fanatics for free. Yeah. Um, so, you know, uh, in that, Germans have a variety of options of either elite infantry and then it goes to SS and whatever else. Yeah. So you have the variety to pick and choose what you want for the points level. Mm. And most nations have this. There are some outliers out there, etc. Um, and yeah, I mean, typically for me, I like to have a large squad and 10 men is about the, the maximum most of the German squads yeah. have. And, uh, you know, very early in this game, I used to be squeezing in all the supports that I wanted and the vehicle that I wanted. And I would do that at the... Uh, at the, the cost of the inf infantry and yeah. I'd go, oh, maybe it can be eight, maybe it can be seven mm. per squad or yeah. whatever and I delete that. I need 10 more points, I'll delete that man or whatever. I found that last year I can't deal with infantry squads that have more firepower than me in that sort of mentality. So you, it's kind of go punch for punch. So, it, it, so for me, I've, I've decided as a baseline it has to be 10. Yeah. Uh, a lot of the time I prefer veterans yeah. rather than regulars. I, I don't think you're paying better as veterans. I don't think you're paying that much more for veterans. Mm. And this is actually one of the things that I find really surprising that you don't see more. Um, and and I was going to say if, but the real answer is when, when I start my German army. I'm actually going to do this. Because when we talk about Soviet horde, that's the sort of like a whole yeah. bunch of inexperience and you stack LMGs and you get yeah. you know officers and all that sort of stuff. But I don't really know of any Soviet squad that can upgrade, as in go from inexperienced to regular. Yeah, true. I don't really know. There, yeah. there might be. They're a basic rifle squad. 
Yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> no, but they're basically rappers club because I know what you're saying. It's green, so yeah, they yeah, can go yeah. from inexperienced to regular, and then you get mixed units for Germans, which you make yes. them go regular to veteran. Yeah, but yes. see, here's the thing that I don't see because uh, how much I play Soviets. I'm, <laughs> I'm an Allied player, so I don't come across Soviets that yeah. much. Um, but one of the things that I've, I'm really surprised I don't see more of is you see like Volksgrenadier um, span yeah. or yeah. or Volkssturm yeah. span yeah. because. Because I think the, the Grenadiers, yeah, they go from green to regular to veteran mm, yeah, on one yeah, casualty. Yeah, and yeah. like po possibly, possibly, sorry, yeah, yeah. possibly. And it's like if you're gonna if you're gonna spam anything in experience, it's gonna be something that freely yeah. upgrades to yeah. regular or veteran. In, in my opinion, so I'm surprised yeah. you don't see that more in, in German lists. I have um, so one of the guys who I used to play with in, in a gaming group, um, he made a Volksch. Um, Volks yeah, it's Volksgrenadier. Volks 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 Anyways, he, yeah, so he, he did this army and he found it very swingy. He found it, um, you know, there were some games where we lined up where everything just stayed inexperienced and yeah. it just got minced. Mm -hmm. He had some things where it moved to regular and so we were on par. Then on the very odd occasion, you had enough units get hurt, survive and upgrade to veteran that all of a sudden it was an absolute whitewash for me where I just mm -hmm. got trounced. Yeah. Um, but those games are few and far between. Generally, what ends up happening is you move. Yeah. yeah. Generally, what happens is you end up moving from um, the inexperienced state to the regular state. But you only get to do that change if the unit's left alive after the first shots. Yeah. yeah. So because um, you don't, it's like with the green rules, you don't. Yes, as soon as you take the casualty, the first casualty off, but you all the, the casualties, test, but all the casualties are simultaneous yeah. Yeah. before the allocation. So if, if you're hit by a medium howitzer that obliterates 50% of the squad by default, yes, you might upgrade, but you still need to take a morale check. Well, see, yeah. and, th and that's the thing that, that's, that's interesting. I find in bolt action generally, you know, turn, yeah. turn two, you lose a couple of guys from a couple of squads unless mm. you got unlucky and you copped a big template hit. Yeah. But a medium howitzer hitting the, hitting the veteran squad is going to have, there's going to mince just as equally as yep. hitting, yeah. hitting a bunch yeah. of inexperienced. That's right. Um, the, the issue, of course, comes down to the morale. Yes. Uh, naturally. <laughs> yes. But, but, and, and so th this is, you know, it, it's, that's what I'm saying. I just find it interesting. I think it'd be a really fun list mm. to play. Mm. So if you get at least three inexperienced squads and get the, get the points difference because you're, you're 33 short, yeah, you get the points difference for a captain mm -hmm. um, and he can just baby them. Um, and then, you know, if you want to be... If you want to be a coward, the other two squads can be regular, I guess. <laughs> but really, just all in, dude. yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, yeah, just just all in. Get a captain and a first yeah. lieutenant, and then have a nice little eighteen-inch uh, yeah. plus two plus three morale bubble, yeah. and just just swarm. Yeah, like if that's your idea, definitely you have to go like all all in. On you may as well commit to the idea, right? Well, well that, that, that's another line of thinking with that particular unit. Yeah. Two units are in range. One's regular. One's them. Ooh, <laughs> they could upgrade if I kill them and go for the other unit. Yeah, you know, there's, yeah. there's some decision making there that actually makes them and quite so, interesting. Yeah, if if you're asking me how I would play Germans, it's exactly how nobody else plays Germans. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And there's probably a very good reason why people yeah. don't play them like that. Well, have a look at the weapon options they get. Yeah, have have a because because you got to remember you have to take one of, or something like one that, of the big, one of the biggest things. Yeah. One of the biggest things that you look at is you go, right, so for the point-to-point -point cost of what I could get, is this as good as what XYZ other yeah. unit gets? An LMG and a regular is worth more than an LMG and an experienced. 
point to point because mm. the inexperience yep. is not going to hit. Yeah, yep. yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah no, I get yeah. that. But yeah. but the, the thing about that is the weapon options are extremely lenient. Mm. And that's a general threat. Yeah, mm. yeah. In uh, in German squads, yeah. it, it, I mean, admittedly, it's only one LMG. But coming yeah. as a US player, I'm lucky to find an LMG in an infantry yeah. squad. This yeah. is this but, is very true. The yeah. irony for me is that I play completely opposite. Like yeah. I have the smallest squads possible. Pack them full of yeah. LMGs. Yeah. Like. Or Everything ARs. is yeah. fanatic and experience. I have my death ball, speaking of death ball, <laughs> death ball of AR toting fanatics. And like, that's how I like to play the Germans just because it's not how other people play the Germans. Like, yeah. we're both on opposite sides of the table, but I don't think, yes. and I also take my pants. Well, <laughs> yeah, literally. literally. <laughs> and, and Jacob will play them differently and yeah. I will play yeah. them differently. Yeah. That's, yeah. I mean, yeah. So either way, there's a lot of different types of infantry choices to mm. to suit those styles of play. So all, all food for thought for this kind of stuff, but for, for me and the way that I'm thinking of designing this stuff, we'll get into it. Um, I'm, I'm really liking the fact that the unique part of Germans is Panzerfaust themselves. Yep. Yeah. And I'm thinking... Everything's like, an anti-tank threat. Yeah. A, a genuine anti-tank threat. Yeah, because it, it, it is very tough. Like I, yeah. I, 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 I have memories of games against Nick where he's using these three anti-tank teams yeah. to deploy Just halfway the up the board yeah. yep. for, for the Russians and that kind Soviets, of stuff. And, yep. and, and, and you know, uh, I, I'm looking at it from, maybe I'll try it the other way around. All my infantry has kinds of fasts. I have at least 10 men of them, have as many squads of them as I like. And then look at HE options for vehicles yep. if I want to go that mm, way, yeah. or, or even just go so down a tree or whatever. Actually. Well, it, it's just something different to try, mm, uh, sure. and I think it will fit thematically with what I have in mind for this battle yeah. for Berlin yeah. kind of stuff. Um, so uh, we've just, gone just quickly. Yeah, ARs or SMGs? Oh man, it is tough. So that's uh, that's one way to put it is you know, simply simply ARs versus SMGs. But are you thinking? Which is better, or which is the better which choice? Which you choose? Yeah, like yeah. for me, I think those extra. You guys, you yeah. guys, you guys should be able to predict what answer I'm going to throw back. At you right now. No, no, no. So, yeah. so your weapon selection should be entirely dependent on the role that unit needs to perform. Take a side. Yeah. Uh, oh, you're absolutely, you're absolutely yeah. right. Yeah. Yeah. Well, Boring. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, it's cool. Yeah. They've, they've, they've got the sure. unique option of sure. having the hours no one else has. Um, you can uh, argue if you can want to put in FG42s either as a um, LMG sometimes, either as an assault rifle. It depends how you want to categorize yeah. it. They don't actually have it in the book. I think it might even be a... Not an assault rifle. The, the other one. Battle so with an AD, no, not battle. Automatic. Rifle. Automatic. Yeah. Yeah. The, the, yeah. The thing about the FG forty two is it as a weapon design, yeah. it was intended to be like, can we just replace the Carnani AK, the MG thirty four, the MG forty two, yeah. and the MP forty and the STG forty four with one yeah. weapon. Yeah. Yeah. Now if anybody's done anything of any reading about military procurement, you know that this is a classic example of a good idea fairy. Yeah, right? yeah, it's, yeah. Why don't we just get all of these things that do all of these different, different jobs yeah. and we just replace it with one thing yeah. that yeah. does none yeah. of the jobs. <laughs> That's usually what ends up happening. Except yeah. the FG42 is actually not bad at yeah. all of the different yeah. roles. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so it, it is actually... Um, but it still didn't excel compared to the... Yeah. Like, it was the, General no, Trade no, Master of None. Correct, yeah. but yeah. It, 
interestingly, it was actually an equivalent battle rifle to the K98K, except it was semi-auto. Yeah, it is yeah. probably a better comparison. You know, a lot of people like to draw a straight line to the BAR, but it was yeah. actually quite heavy, yeah. and yeah. The, the rate of fire was quite slow on the BAR, and you didn't have the choice of an optic. I mean, mm. sure, the, the FG42 optics were exceedingly rare, mm. yeah. um, but but at least you had the choice. Yeah, you, yeah. you, you might have been lucky and gotten one. But the FG42 was a fair bit lighter than the than the BAR. I'm not sure what the exact weight was, but it was balanced a heck of a lot better. It wasn't front heavy, and so. If you think about the, the FG-42 specifically, it's yeah. actually a pretty decent like squad weapon if you're talking about Bolshenjägers, yeah. which yeah. is their, the intent, and pilots yeah. and stuff, just give them one weapon. It was, a, it was probably closer to a fully automatic Garand with, an M, uh, with a 20 round yeah. magazine. Yeah. It's yeah. probably a closer comparison yeah. than, a, than a BAR. Because yeah, the BAR yeah. can do semi, but stuff lugging that thing around and taking shoulder shots yeah. with it. Yeah. Nah. But with the FG-42, you absolutely yeah. can. Yeah. Standing offhand, pretty... Quite comfortably. Yeah, yeah. Well, not that I've shot one, but yeah. I, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I agree as well. Like, it, it kind of makes sense that it was a jack of all trades with regards to how the Forsham Jäger dropped because when they dropped, all their equivalents dropped in canisters. Hilarious. They literally yeah. landed unarmed. Yeah, yeah. hilarious. Insane <laughs> is what I think. <laughs> hey, let's take these elite troops. You're not having a gun. Go find it. Like, battle royale. <laughs> That's actually a good, like, logistical point that, that no one's pointed out. Yeah, I hadn't actually considered it, but it makes a lot of sense because one of the things you know you, you, you hear about a lot with paratroopers mm. is like you don't drop with you, you end up not having your squad, or sometimes you don't even with yeah. your company or with mm. your division. And so just walking up to a to a, to a weapon crate and knowing what's in it, mm. and cool, you know, one FG forty two for me and eight mags or whatever yeah. whatever yeah. the load it happened to be makes a lot of sense actually. Yeah. And then you're like, ah, damn, I wish we had something to give us cover right now. <laughs> oh, wait, yeah. we do. Like, that, yeah. Where is it? <laughs> it seems like a good idea to make it versatile because yeah. you don't have to be like, where's the MG box? Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And now yeah. I just sound like I'm playing Fortnite. Um, <laughs> yep. anyway, let's move on. So, uh, no, so, so uh, very quickly, do you guys have an ideal squad in your mind for any army? Germany would be good if you can think about it. So, so what do you like to as, do? As an infantry squad? Yeah, yeah. My, I'm gonna be honest. I still think deployment's probably my weakest part of my yeah. of my game. Yeah. That's why I've been playing Rangers recently. Mm. Yeah. Um. In in the last tournament, I have dedicated LMG squads and and close combat squads. I've recently played a couple of games with a very similar list, except I swapped out the LMGs. I just got rid of them. Yeah. And I just loaded up with with BARs and all four squads. Mm -hmm. And I found that that because of because my deployment is so weak, if I have very dedicated squads. Um, it actually catches me out. I've got the wrong squad in the wrong place at the wrong time. And yeah. so I usually find to go for generic versatile squads. And so with, with, yeah, yeah. with Germans at the game, it will probably be an, an LMG, one or two Panzerfausts, and then two to three close range weapons, either yeah. SMGs or ARs, depending on what my points allow me to do. Yeah, I mean, mm. when I got early in this game, you know, the, the first thing I wanted to do was load up uh, Germans with lots of SMGs, lots of ARs, you yep. know, get, get that Hollywood feel for yep. them. Um, and then, then for the next year or so, I was pretty much just needs to be a rifle squad, 10 guys, all rifles. And, yep. and that, that will work out well for me. Um, my, yeah. My favorite, um, is like, I have, I don't put uh Panzerfaust with my MGs cause I think it's a waste uh, Fair enough. for yeah, what yeah. I want to do with my squads. Yeah. So I'll put some squads on the side and have my opponent worry about which side the Panzerfaust is coming from. <laughs> um, yeah. but my favorite squad to go to is literally five guys, two LMGs, veterans. <laughs> like, oh, yeah. You just load up and yeah. just like, cause you have all these little squads that who needs an ablative rifleman. 
That's it. Yeah, no, but you've got these like yeah. three or four squads that can pump out like ten yeah. shots each. Yeah. And but they're like this small, so yeah. you can hide yeah. them and and what's really yeah. nice about Germans in particular for that, they are the comparison to the MG squads yep. of the other nations yep. because of Bud Saw. Exactly. But they can move and shoot. Yeah. 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 For sure. I think um, my ideal perfect squad sounds like I'm describing some sort of magic day. Um, <laughs> to, be, to be honest, regardless of. In it. <laughs> <laughs> hey, hey. Um, yeah, yeah, my my ideal squad: Gorchin, Jacob, Tyler, all all of the RHG crews, all of my other wargaming buddies that have got yeah. me this far in life. No, we are not completing any objectives unless it's thinking So, in in all seriousness, I think the, uh, the 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 big one, if I'm thinking about it, if the particular nation has access to one, because not all nations do in this particular case, um, is an engineer squad. Yeah. Um, yeah. Oh, and the Storm Pioneers. Yeah. Oh, the, 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 the engineering style squads, um, you know, I, I actually don't, I, I care less about the, uh, the, the special, the special rules that might be a combinant, like, like in Western desert, the Royal engineers get demolitions and all that sort of stuff. That's, that's icing on the cake. If I get to use that sort of a unit, yeah. um, with those rules, what I'm more interested is it's a 10 wound flamethrower. Um, yeah, and so, yeah, and so, yeah, and so it's a, it's, it's something that you can put in a vehicle or a truck, you get it around the field. Um, you know, you've got 10 ablated wounds that essentially there to soak up some damage yeah. um, to make sure that that flamethrower doesn't die. But more importantly, if that flamethrower rolls that one and drops its fuel, mm. I do this, not lose an auto dice. Yeah. Yeah. I've, got, yeah. I've got a whole a unit built up, ready to go, that I can still use for an aggressive push. And, and, and you don't lose, if you take the, the Sturm pistol, yep. you don't lose anti-tank capability. That's right. And if you load it up... Um, you know, other weapons like SMGs, etc. Yep. Uh, you've still got a pretty lethal close combat squad. Yep. That's, so that's, my, my ultimate preference um, would actually be Soviet assault engineers in body armor with a flamethrower, a Panzerfaust, um, and coming out of a truck. Uh, coming yeah. out of a truck. Yep. Yeah, yeah. That's, that's um, a good two hundred point unit there, probably with uh, the truck included. I think it's closer maybe to three hundred. <laughs> yeah. But 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 the thing is that that unit of ten is incredibly yeah. resilient. Yeah. Um, small arms fire because you you know you would take them as veterans. Small yeah. arms fire only hurts them on sixes. Mm. Um, so unless you're coming at them with something heavy, mm. you can't you can't touch them. Um, They're very hard. To should hurt. we uh, should we move on? <laughs> yeah. Well, uh, one, one point I was just going to make right there is the pioneers, engineers, etc. Typically, tend to be the only one of the only options that most nations have to take a full squad with SMGs. Yeah. Yes. Interestingly, true. the Americans don't. Ah. Yeah, you can only. I think you can only end up with a max of two SMGs and yeah. a BAI in your engineer squad. Right. Yeah. Yeah, and it sucks. It, so you can't have like a full SMG squad as Americans. Nope, and it's. I think it's only an eight-man squad max. That's trash. Yeah, yeah. There's only. Yeah, you can take a BAR, a spare SMG, SMG in the NCO, and a flamethrower, and that's yeah. a fully kitted out veteran squad. Because huh. they they didn't. I don't know. I'm gonna. I was gonna <laughs> say. I'm, I'm. I'm gonna be careful here because I haven't actually read the Manau and Panau Island um, yeah. books yeah. yet. But um, to my understanding, um, because the M1 Garand and the Carbines all have that fire and maneuver piece anyway their regular level of shooting is already quite good oh, yeah. so having yeah. so having the submachine guns attached to it as a full squad loadout mm. almost 
almost doesn't necessarily make a lot of sense. Mm. Um, it's much better to have more VARs. <laughs> Even if it's only one. Yeah. Right, uh, let's blitz through the infantry teams that you've got. So I'm just going to um, run through what we have and then we'll have some thoughts about them. So all nations have a machine gun team. Benefit with Germans is the plus one for Buzzsaw. Can you get... <laughs> yeah, Jacob's like, we're just going to run through all of this stuff. And Tyler's like, wait, 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 wait. HMGs. Yeah, yeah. No. No you one takes them. You can't get them for Germans. Oh, you can't take Germans them. Germans don't have they a They do have something gun. called Tobruk machine gun, which has some, I think it Different. has penetration, but Different. not something you can take in armies. And I think you can get yeah. in one of the campaign books, I'm not sure if it allows you to take it in a generic one, is you can get like plus one penetration yeah, on an on MMG. An MMG for yeah. an experience, or for a veteran crew or something on yeah. Yeah. MG34. Yeah. Um, and then, yeah, Western Desert allows you to take them as LMG squads for the and shoot as well. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Um, then we got the Panzer Shrek, which is a pretty strong unit, but a lot of people have opinions on the points cost that it's too expensive. But I think it's, I think it's well, uh, not well priced. I think it's, I think it's a powerful unit. I, I, I think, um, I, I generally will run a Panzer Shrek or a Bazooka yeah. or something yeah. in, in, yeah. in my armies yeah. if I can. Um, Does it require a transport? Generally, I would put mine in a yeah. transport. Like the thirty inch yeah. rangers is good yeah. on on a lot of things. Twenty four. Um, sorry, twenty four. I was thinking of bazooka. Yeah. But um, do you think bazooka's twenty four as well? I thought one of them outshoots. Someone, someone will factor. Whatever, yeah. whatever. Either way, it doesn't matter because normally I put them in a transport. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. and it's and it's simply for that. It's simply because I um I prefer not to take the long range shots. Um, yeah. yeah, you know, unless I absolutely have to. Yeah. I, ironically, um, shape charge. Yes, I know. <laughs> yeah. um, but it's but it's not actually the because of shape charge. No, it's 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 the it's the rolling technique yeah. yeah. and it's the engagement of um, of other targets. Mm -hmm. Like I'd rather be a little bit closer, mm -hmm. um, and the truck just helps me get there. Yeah. So Jacob's got the rule book. What have we got? Um, sorry, no, I'm just looking at weapons charts if we need it. But, yep. but bazooka and Panzer Shrek are 24 inches. Mm -hmm. um, the Shrek has the plus six pen. The bazooka has plus yeah, five. Sweet. So that's, that's actually why it might, might be more even expensive. be a little bit more expensive. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, it's um, definitely yeah, yeah, it's definitely yeah. more expensive because of that um, plus one pen. So we then have the AT rifle. AT teams. rifles. I don't really see people take these. Then no. I take so, them in my Soviets. Yeah. Um, so. I think it's like 29 points, two models with the plus one pen. Well, it depends. Um, they still have all three. Like, you still have inexperienced regular veteran. Yeah, yeah. Um, the difference is that, yeah, you're only buying two guys and a rifle. It's, it's like plus yeah. two pen. Plus two pen. Um, yeah, okay. Yeah. You know, so, and the... the you use it being plus one because of the range. Yeah. yeah. They, they can take... Um, uh, the Soviets can take three for one in the yeah. slot choice. Oh, yeah. And yeah. so... Generally, what I would, would normally do is I'd take three for the one, plus I'd add in a sniper, and you actually run them as sniper teams. I was about so, to say, is, you, it, is it a good idea? Yeah, I do it all the time. A, yeah. yeah, like Penetration. essentially a Barrett 50 cal. Yeah, 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 but, yeah. but you still get the hit modifiers, which is the tricky part. Uh, yeah, yeah. yeah. The, but when you do hit. <laughs> uh, I will tell you, though, yeah. they, they cause an absolute headache for all of the soft skin truck yeah. half track things yeah, that yeah, run around sure, so having yeah. having three of those set up just to pop holes in those is very I wonder, I wonder what the actual probability difference is between an LMG um, on a soft skin versus mm. versus an anti-tank rifle team the biggest thing is the hit to be fair so because yeah, yeah. if you're if you're anti well, it'll be it'll be because they switch yeah. on either yeah on either yeah. hole so the, the the LMG is more likely to hit but less likely to damage the one and um, six. Yeah, yeah, where there is the... One and four. It's one, one and two, sorry. One in, yeah, one in... Yeah. And um, mm. 
but the anti-tank rifle team is less likely to hit, but if it yeah. hits, you've got a plus two to your minimum yeah. damage by default. Yeah. So yeah. worst case scenario, unless you're over one, worst case scenario is the four, because you get yeah, the, yeah. Um, the, sorry, four. yeah, for yeah. the yeah. Yeah. four for the pen, but you're realistically going to hurt most vehicles and you're probably going to be, because of the way you can position and you can move mm. fire with them, um, oh, yeah. Yeah. they're... they're yeah, you can generally get the side angle pretty well, which gives yeah. you another plus one, so then long range isn't a problem. And mm. yeah, mm. That's... Then we go on to a uh, crazy little remote control car, the Goliath. So um, its special rule is that it moves 18 inches from um, your team. Rather than firing, you're dropping, you're you're dropping, dropping it 18 inches. Yeah. Yep. Um, you roll a D6, one to four, it breaks down, doesn't do anything. Five to six, it does a plus seven pen damage. Um, yeah. How yeah. many points are these? 60 points? No, so, yeah, 60 points regular. For So that's for the squad that comes with a Goliath, right? Yeah, three guys, yeah, one three. Goliath, yeah. one shot in the Goliath. Yeah. Whoa. Yeah, so there's a 33% chance it does something. I've got the model, man. It looks cool. Uh, <laughs> like, you're talking about making a swingy list. This sounds fun. <laughs> like, when it goes off, plus seven pen. Okay, so we so we sat down to... Um, to play Jacob's list, and instead we've yeah. got my German list. <laughs> uh, no, the, the thing that I love about it is is that if it hits a building, it's a heavy howitzer. That's so good. Play it for fun. I, I mean, yeah. I, I guess that, that, that's as far as it goes. Snipers are an auto-include, I think. Yeah, snipers. Ooh. But do you take them with vets or regs? Vets. Vets, vets every you time? Yeah. If, yeah. If, some, if somebody's bold enough to bring a cap, then bring a sniper. Yep. Yeah, yep. yeah. I mean, yeah, you have yep. to bring a sniper because uh, someone else is going to bring a sniper. All right, uh, so, so flame's also something that people like to take a lot. Do you take a sniper over a flame? See, I'm They're one of those people that I, take, that I take an engineer and, and a flame. And a yeah. flame with you. And a sniper. Yeah. And, and a sniper. And a mortar. And, and a howitzer. And a howitzer. <laughs> yeah. How much damage <laughs> do you want to do? Well, the thing is, like... Aside from those big weapons, most of the most of the damage in in bolt action is like pretty low. Yeah. yeah unless yeah. you get a squad who have, you know who has activated out in the open, and you're gonna be pretty close range. Right? Sure. That's when, the way that you get damage. Mm -hmm. And so I'm just like, I like blowing things up. I like yeah. setting them on fire. For sure. Um, when it comes to flame, Germans have the special one that they can do two shots if they take a different flamethrower, but it's only got one use. Last toss. Yeah, that's the mm -hmm. one. Yeah. Um, and then we got uh, mortars, uh, so you light, medium, and heavy, like most nations. Um, what do you guys think on um, what's your preferred mortar to take? Uh, a lot of people, medium seems to be the most popular, I but why don't you take heavy? Points. Yeah. It's only 15 more points. 15? Yeah. Yeah. Well, it... hmm. I know. I never see people take heavy, yeah, and I don't that. know why. I've seen them, yeah. and it hurts. Yeah. It really hurts. Yeah. I I think one of the um, one of the reasons that you may not necessarily see them genuinely is actually the dollar cost in purchasing them as, yeah, as yeah. for the return. Yeah, maybe. Um, however, putting that aside, um, it's a lot harder to leverage and. I guess you use a heavy mortar. Sorry, let, let, let's say that if you were fighting me and you have a heavy mortar. Yeah. You're going to have, I, I would expect you'd have a spotter with it, that you'd purchase the spotter yeah. to go with yeah. it. 
because otherwise um, you're going to. What are you doing? Yeah, well, you're, well, you're, you're, you're putting let's, it. In, you're let's putting put it. that out there straight away. Um, I don't take mortars without a stall. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, I I yeah. do on occasion if yeah. it's medium. Yeah. Or and light, you obviously can't take one. Yeah. But the the reason that I that I'm a little hesitant about um, the heavy mortar is because if I know that you have a heavy mortar in your list, I deliberately will play around it. Yeah, yeah okay. okay. So I deliberately will make sure that I am uh, either uh, in some sort of cover or making it hard for that spotter to see me or trying to eliminate that spotter. But that makes me want to take one more because I have now <laughs> affected how you're going to play the game. But yeah. I've now affected your army list. But how many points is it? Like does, it, doesn't, it doesn't matter, right? It doesn't. So, so, but this, this is the whole thing. Yes, you're forcing me to play around the fact that you've got a mortar. I'm not going to be scared of engaging with your mortar. So it's not like I'm. It's not it like I'm like worried. Somebody who is scared. <laughs> <laughs> it's not like it's not like I'm worried about the mortar. Yeah. There's going to come a time where I'm going to have to probably run the gauntlet and risk getting yeah. hit. But what I simply mean by it is, you know, I will constantly be trying to move quickly to mm -hmm. get inside your minimum range. Yeah. Uh, I think that's a... What is a heavy mortar minimum range? Is it closer than 12? Oh, Sorry, let's, than 12? let's have a look. 12 to 72. Okay. So it has even more range than the medium, which goes all the way to 60. But it doesn't bit. have that a shorter... Really do anything. doesn't have a shorter medium. No, no, no. Or longer range. No. Medium range. Um, so the, I think the main reason why I don't take a heavy, even though it is only 50 more points, is that I, I use my medium mortar to hit stationary targets. And mm, um, yeah. most of the... Like, usually not an infantry squad. Yeah, it usually yeah. ends up not being an infantry squad, and I avoid yeah. artillery teams. So, like, an extra inch on the template, an extra pen, usually doesn't yeah. give me yeah. the return yeah. that I'm after. Yep. The way that I use my mortar. If yep. I was if I was targeting like big fat infantry squads, then yeah, then it would make yeah. sense. Then yeah, I'd get a sure. heavy. And and I have felt that. Yeah. I have felt that in tournaments where a lucky six has just completely blitzed the squad out in the yep. open, and he's like veterans. Oh yeah, twos, and I'm like, oh, it's a heavy. <laughs> <laughs> So we're going to move on to artillery and we're going to probably um, go into some of the stuff that we talked about mortars just then because I think there's a little bit more decision making when choosing the heavier ones with that. But the artillery section includes high explosive and anti-tank. Yeah. Um, and, and how do you make that decision to, to, to pick which one that you want for your Well, own? we talked about this just before you hit record. Yeah. Um, I was like, I always take AT. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. And then we'll like... Dan brought up a really good point. Oh, Jacob rather brought up a really good point. Aww. That's because I I bring a super heavy AT gun on my Panther. Mm. Basically, every journalist I bring, right? Yeah. And so I already have something that's got the blast template of like a heavy howitzer, and so I don't feel like nope. no. super heavy AT guns only a two or three inch template. So it goes to three inch, which is a medium. Okay. But Sorry. yeah, that's medium fine. howitzer. Yeah. But like, I find that's enough. And then the pen yeah. just outright kills anything that uh, yeah, yeah. decides it wants yeah. to try and stay. Um, yeah, so for me, it's not like I, I'm not like, oh, yeah. I'm scared of mm. infantry because I have that super heavy AT that literally can just trundle around. Yep. So I'd rather have an AT gun that I can just sit and be like, hey, don't touch this side of the board. <laughs> so would you take AT on an artillery piece if you have a Panther already? 
Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Because it means yeah. it frees yeah. up my pen to then be used. Yeah, yeah, perfect. perfect. Um, and then and then so the opponent is going, oh, that panther is focusing on my tank. Yeah. It's going. Yeah. What is that panther going <laughs> to shoot? <laughs> yeah. Um, for for Gorshin, I've never not seen him take a medium howitzer. So uh, I, I used to take light howitzers. Yeah. Okay. They, they okay. are yeah. pretty good bang for your buck. Yeah. Oh, they are. Yeah. But, Again, but, but you seem to preference HE over AT when you for the artillery slot. I've got yeah. the, the I mean we've talked about this before. Yeah. I play I play cat and mouse with tanks. Yeah. You you want to bring a big heavy panther, cool. And enjoy investigating terrain features the rest yeah. of the game. Yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> you, you know, I, that's just the that's my play style, it's the way that I play. Yeah. I like to yeah. play lots of light mobile units. Um, yeah. so I will just hopefully outrun the Panther. And that's worked by and large. Most yep. games I haven't that yep. I've come across a heavy um a heavy tank yep. or equivalent, I haven't struggled. Mm. Yep. Um you know there's been one or two cases where I'm going, oh no, this is gonna suck. But generally mm. it's been okay. And so because of that, um and I'll take a medium AT gun, which can still pin yeah um pin a pin a heavy vehicle. And so I'm usually just going howitzers all day every day because as we said before, bolt action is an infantryman's game. Light howitzer is really good bang for your buck, but no spotter. It's only a two-inch template, therefore two-inch pen. Um, yeah, and because everybody's bringing big fat infantry squads nowadays, I find that the medium howitzer-rich environment. Yeah, yeah, I find that the, the light howitzer is consistent enough mm-hmm. to to deal damage, but I find the medium howitzer is the difference between crippling a squad and deleting it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and so that's why yeah. I tend to the medium. And what about you, Dan? AT or HE? Um, I actually change views depending on what army I'm playing, and that's yeah. basically because of how, how I build and play certain types of armies. So for my Americans, I'd actually prefer to add an anti-tank gun rather than a high explosive. Yeah. Um, that's largely because I, like with Gorch and um, my Americans, tend to be quite mobile um, and mm-hmm. taking advantage of that fire and manoeuvre um, special rule for my Russians and my Bulgarians HE yep. Bulgaria it, I'll talk about half a second but um, definitely for, for Russia it's because the Soviets it's because I have Panzer Pass running around and generally yep. Yep. I will take something like the T-34-85 which has a heavy anti-tank gun on it and that generally is enough to scare or at least have yep. us do a bit of a engagement on the tank side when it comes to Bulgaria, they have very, very limited equipment um, overall in terms of what I can access or, or special tanks and things like that. They, yeah. they, they were a supplementary access force, more yeah. border patrol stuff. They were never really engaged in a huge amount of um, theatre, yeah. frontline combat. Yeah. Um, and so that means that when I actually come to choose what I'm doing, um, I have to control and mitigate the game in other ways because I can't do it with big scary weapons. Or if, yeah. I, or if I wanted to do it with a big scary weapon, I have to use my access support slot. So that's how I got my Panzer three as regular yeah, yeah. in that space. Um, but the Panzer three N has a light howitzer on it. Yeah. Uh, I pair that light howitzer with a medium howitzer mm. uh, and a medium mortar. So I can actually put out th- uh, three templates a turn, two of which are just two-inch blasts. One of them yep. is a, is a really three-inch like blast. Yeah, I think that's really cool. um, now, the reason that... And those generally, at least two of those, will target the same unit every turn. And the reason then to do that is to create the suppression of pins, yep. potentially mm-hmm. multiple drop pins, 
um, I'm sort of pitching D2s and D3s, which even if I only get the minimum amount, it's still three pins on a unit and they would have been hit by three blast markers, which is not a fun place to be. Mm. Um, it's hard though, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> because if I was looking at a German army specifically, you have the Neverwolfer and yeah. the Howling Cow. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yep. Uh, and those... Land well, mattress as well. Land, land, land match. No, the Soviet land mattress for US. You can't lend lease one. Um, I can't lend lease one to the Soviets, but the Soviets don't care because they've got the Kayusha, yeah, which I'll get into when we get to yeah. tanks. Yeah. <laughs> um, if I if I was definitely going to take my preference, um, I would I would take a multi launcher. Yeah. Yeah. The reality is that for their points, multi launchers they are high risk, high reward, but they outstrip the reward sort of ratio yeah. of any other yeah. unit in the game. I'm not going to lie, I'm getting really excited for Gorchen's army now. Um, there's German army that he will be starting because I really want to see you just take every swingy thing in the book, like Nibelwerfer, like these units that just... I must have been thinking really loudly. <laughs> because because I was going to say, I'll take a Nibelwerfer for my HE slot and mm, then yeah, I'll take yeah. a Panzerwerfer 42 for my tank oh, slot. Yes. <laughs> and, then, and Dan's going to be like, no, you're not allowed to my <laughs> No, no. I don't, no. I don't want that much administrative bookkeeping. You're just like rolling dice that do nothing. Yeah. Oh, you didn't upgrade. Oh, it didn't hit. Oh, that didn't hit. It's just like, you're well, playing slow. Get out. We'll, <laughs> we'll have to add a whole other phase for Gorge and shit. To like quote a very famous book. You have an army and it's like, it was the best of times. I'm actually channeling Ferdinand Fox. It's like, yeah. my left is collapsing, my right is yeah. retreating, my center is gone, situation excellent, I attack. <laughs> I love it. Oh, um, so yeah, I, we, I, no, I, I, sometimes Maltese. I can't make a decision. Yeah. 88 man can do both. <laughs> no, I, I have wanted an 88, just because yeah. of that versatility. I think yeah. it's a fun unit too. Yeah. Mm. I, I think an 88 on ambush is one of the most disgusting things because <laughs> you can't necessarily fire the, yeah. um, the HE profile mm. um, from ambush, but, but, it's, but even being able to do it with a super heavy, like <laughs> that, no. <laughs> um, so so let's, let's just skim through how it's super quick. I think wherever you can, you take a spotter. Yeah, sense. absolutely. Sure. Um, but when you get to the heavier calibers, you require toes to move this stuff around. So yep. I think most yeah. people tend to cap at the medium yeah. and not go for And if you do, you take the cheapest toe you can, get it on the board, and then. Yeah. Well, that's one way to do it. If generally, generally the way I, I play is I try really hard that if I'm going to take. Judging you. <laughs> that if I'm going to take a toe, I will try to take a toe that is. Um, a bit more historically accurate. So as much as That's technically, what you were going to go with. <laughs> as, as much as technically, by the rules application, a uh, tractor, a horse what? cart can actually carry an yeah, eighty-eight, and you only need one horse to actually <laughs> technically do that. I, I forgot about the horses. Um, they're, they're the cheapest toe that is, that is out there out of um, one of the books. And as much as that's a legal thing, um, I sort I sort of like I don't think I could bring myself to do it. Not not. Anything against people that do like I know that Clive, one of the Monday nights, yeah. he actually built a horse train yeah, of eight train. horses to pull the eighty eight and I went, he's yes, he's paid the points for it, but at least he's modeled up something that looks yeah. mm. semi decent that it's yeah, gonna yeah. pull it, as opposed to here's my little battle pony from Warhammer Fifth Edition <laughs> that's gonna pull a, <laughs> pull along. It, it does feel quite um quite 
German in regards to logistics to have a, a, a horse full of ATAs. Like, yes, here is our supremely and engineered weapon. And clearly, it's being pulled by a horse because we couldn't find any cars that worked. So. And, 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 and well, no, they didn't have enough cars. Yeah, yeah, that yeah. Too. Clearly, when the, when the horse gets run over, it's just more glue to keep it all together, so it's fine. There you um, go. I think that like a lot of people don't realize that the German army was like the most by percentage was like the most horse drawn army yeah. of World yeah. War II. Yeah. 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 yeah, people don't know that. Yeah. Um, That's hilarious. Um, and then yeah, uh, there's there's a variety of AA weapons, a lot of a lot of auto cannons and stuff, but um, <coughs> Weber wind. Yeah. No, no, I think, just yeah. just just talking about the static ones. I don't mm. I don't see. Quad any, flag. I don't think anyone. I don't think anyone. Thirty-seven really and a half mil gun. To be honest. Mm. Um, yeah, I've, I've, seen, see a, I've yeah. seen a couple of people, but liked what, um, I think at one point, um, my, my mate Roy Fenn ran one and he ran it because he's like, I don't see them. So I wanted to put a quad flak in and people react a little less poorly to a quad flak artillery piece that's stationary compared to a whirlwind yeah, <laughs> that yeah, can move yeah, around that's things. True. That's true. Um, uh, I still I, bombed it with an airstrike, which is I, hilarious. I think we just don't see them all that often because that slot can be used for things that can go indirect. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. 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 Um, all right. Uh, and then we'll move on to armored cars. There's there's quite a few. Um, Stick with us. Of, We're almost there. Yeah. A lot of, lot of variety out there. Um, typically, you see things within the 222 family. So yeah. you'll, you'll get the 222 itself. Um Probably one of the cooler. It's probably one of the cooler looking cars. Oh, it's great. You see it it often, but um, you should just take the eight eight rabbit because it's five more points and not uh, open topped. Mm. Um, (laughs) I honestly thought you were going to say not shit there. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, basic. Um, With the two three fours, you get you get quite a few um, variety. You get you get one with heavy AT. You get another one with the howitzer and the famous Puma for one sixty points, which I think is just a medium anti tank Mm. gun. I I seriously need to look at armored cars more because they seem really good. um, Like having a heavy AT on a on yeah, that can zip and they've got recce and all yeah. that kind of yeah, stuff. Exactly. So it, it, the, the Germans in particular have a very good selection of armored cars. Mm. Um, what don't the Germans have a good selection of really though? Yeah, like, that's that's, that's true. I think I think reliable vi- equipment. Oh, <laughs> I think okay, vic- so I think victories was the other one. All um, <laughs> 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 oh, right, but I, think, I think there's a lot of cool armored cars out there. I don't think mm. you can actually go wrong. You can even take that slot as the um, machine gun motorcycle for yep. fifty something points, which is like the same points. As and the it also MT makes squad. it stupidly difficult to yeah. kill <laughs> because it's now classed as a vehicle. Yeah. <laughs> awesome. I love that. Um, I think the the one thing that I've seen only a couple of times that I'm actually surprised doesn't come up more is the two three four slash four. Yeah. Which yeah. is the heavy armored car. Yeah, that's open topped, but it has. I think it's a it's a heavy anti tank gun. Yeah. So yeah, yeah it's forward facing, but you've got wrecking. Yeah. yeah. Like yeah. it's yeah. it's a it's Good a fantastic. Like. Yeah. It only clocks in at one hundred eighty po- more points. Then, yeah. Sorry, 180 points. points. 20 points more than the pool. Yeah. yeah. So it's a yeah. it's yeah. a good buy. Yeah. And, uh, and, and and surprisingly, that Puma, it it it, it tends to for, for me, I've I've found it's just never never got enough punch. Yeah. Um. So it's not meant to though. That's a thing. Yeah. Like yeah. the 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 Puma as much or as armored cars in general. Yeah, yeah. I mean, the Puma from version one was was god level. It's yeah. not. It's not that in version two. Because the main rules changes with recce and stuff, but um, the the Puma was was never meant to be the the breakthrough vehicle. It was no, it, no, it's course. a supporting yeah. scout. You it's know, a, it's, it's a, a reconnaissance vehicle. vehicle. That's right. Yeah, and that's right. and so you know, 
when you use it, it's more about harassment and being hard to keep hold of. Yeah, yeah. And drawing and, and positioning. So well. Yes. Yeah. And and the thing that like you know, not not captured in bolt action and fair enough, not a criticism. But the thing is like it was using the standard anti-tank gun at the time. Yes. And yeah. while they didn't have many of these rounds, the German high explosive anti-tank shape charge round was phenomenal. Mm. Yes. It was a fantastic performer. From even a low velocity or a medium velocity 75 mil gun, you could punch through anything you wanted if you had this round. So most vehicles only had a couple of these rounds, if anything. Yeah, yeah. But if you saw something troublesome, it didn't matter. And yeah. I think that's that's one of the things that make the German anti-tank guns have such a fierce reputation. Yeah. Um, so let's move on to, to the tanks themselves. And this, this, is, this is the hardest thing for me. It's, it's that decision, do you even include a tank at all? Um, because you know you, you, you can go down that infantry route. If you don't include armor, then you don't have to play that anti-tank game. Mm. You're, you're negating other other your opponent's anti-tank weapons yeah. simply by not including them. But they're so cool. <laughs> and this is why I will take a panther to the end of my days oh, because mate. it is so much fun to just lob shells that if they hit your opponent goes. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh dear. Well, that didn't go according to plan. Yeah. Um, yeah, no shortage of great options for, for Germany. Yeah. Straight up, Panzer 1, double MG, 70 points. That's a pretty good option. A very and, cute tank. And the thing that, I, that I've been seeing a lot is the, is the Panzer Luchs. Yep. Yes. It's mentioned a fair bit. Yeah, um, definitely. In the circles. Um, yep, with light auto, with recce, one of the few tanks that has recce, so that's that's something I've included with the 8 rad before and kind of running with the other. I've, all last year, P3 was my favorite tank. 155 points, double machine gun, medium gun. Yep. Um, yep. It's it's very that. well priced. Yep. Um, you know, and, even, and even the other variants, like like the Panzer yeah. N, for example, yeah. with the light howitzer, it's still a great bargain price. Yep. Um, P4 is fantastic. You get the heavy gun and you get Tiger Fear. <coughs> 235 points. Um, so, you know, in comparison to all the other nations with their um, oh, equivalent tanks at the same price point, you're getting yeah. that Tiger Fear on top. So it's, it's quite good. Yeah. I've put the Panther on my list as well. 355 points for Super Heavy. I don't think you can find too much for Super Heavy at that. Maybe no. VC Firefly, I'm not sure. Well, you, I mean, I find you have to, and, and this is why I take it as urgent, because then anyone who wants to try and touch it with like howitzer shots to put pins on, literally can't. The veterans in the tank go, that's a howitzer shot, that's not coming in here. And so it just becomes even more fearsome. Also, apparently, I just don't like dice in a bag. So <laughs> <laughs> I'm happy to spend the Tyler's like, points or whatever on a tank. 426. Yeah, yeah. So, 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 Tyler's so, like, what other big unit can I take to reduce my dice count? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I see, see Panthers as high as you want to go points-wise with, with Germans. Sure. Once, once you get in the Tigers and everything else, mm. it's getting a little bit, a little bit oh, ridiculous. See, I don't know. Like... Yeah. Well, King Tiger specifically. Well, no, yeah. even yeah. then, like the the thing is, right? If you want to put it in your list, as long as you know that you're going to have to work a little bit harder for some of those units because the point curve efficiency yeah. drops off a cliff. Yeah. Um, <laughs> as, as long as see, it's fine. As long as you're, but no, no. But as long as you're working within yeah. that, right? Um, then yeah, take a Jag Panther, yeah. take the take the Koenigsberg Tiger, like take take all of that different stuff. I probably massacred that name. I apologize, but um, <laughs> but 
but but take all those like really big fun toys if that's what you want mm-hmm. because i guarantee you that your opponent's not going to knock them off easy it's going to yeah, be re- yeah. if they if they one shot it they've got extremely yeah. lucky yeah now unfortunate for me the stoog it just it's it's when you compare it to the p4 it's just a piece of crap i mean like it's it's five points less you get one you don't have the machine gun and that's that's it and then it's forward facing so isn't why would you take a, higher, a p4 isn't it's a much it's armor. much flatter profile though. isn't the forward armor like higher um as well no, no, no. not it's, it's the same, same armor as the mm. same as the p4 it just doesn't have the mg it's five points less and you don't have the turret so you but and you don't have tiger pit <laughs> so, so if we take a uh, with a oh you can't quite get the the same are you talking to stug three yeah 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 stug three yeah yeah now there is an interesting one i like that Stu. model it looks cool Stu 42 190 points medium howitzer why not it seems like a pretty good option it's one of the ones i'm considering to actually buy mm. the, the, my next list i think it's i i also think one. that one of the things that that people constantly misunderstand about the benefit of forward facing case mounted guns is you're completely immune to turret jam yeah yeah and i think a lot of people immune. forget to roll for turret jam which is oh, why yeah. not when we play my games <laughs> i will i will get my point efficiencies thank yeah. you very much but i think that's why a lot of people forget about them because a lot of people forget to roll for turret jam they yeah. forget that it's a mechanic yeah now if you want a baby stoog you can go for the hetzer Two ten points. Hetzer is actually. Um, I got I got Jackson onto using a Hetzer, and uh, he is in, like. Yeah. Interesting thing about it is its machine gun is three sixty degrees, Remote and that control. doesn't mean that it's open topped or anything like yeah. that. So you got that option to to be attacking infantry from the sides. It yep. has less side armor because it's a Hetzer. Um, it's it's way a smaller he- profile though as well. It's got a it's got a heavy AT, and yeah, the profile is is yeah. pretty cool. And the profile is important just purely for cover considerations yeah. and hiding. Yeah. Um, Verbal Wind 240, four light autos, it's open topped. Um, haven't tried one, and, and this is where I'm, I'm trying to look for advice. I'm mm. looking for, for these HE option vehicles. So, but what, what sort I of advice say. are you looking for? Depends on Verbal 42. Yeah. Oh, oh, yeah, for sure. <laughs> Coolest yeah. model ever. <laughs> Move and fire. That's, yeah. that's the killer. That's, I, that's what I, I was going to bring up with the KU show. Yeah. In Nick's, uh, what was the operation? With the game we did with Nick, the um, Lorraine. Lorraine. So during the Lorraine game, I worst um, an anti-air battalion. Okay, and right, right. So I was running squads across the open. Yeah. And there was three of these whirlwinds. Oh no. And scary, yes. Yeah. And did they do damage a little bit? Yeah. Okay. But what I'm what I find with auto cannons is like they're rather limited if you can keep things spaced out because they yeah, have to. Yeah, all the templates yeah. have to be touching. And while four sounds like a lot, you still need to hit four times. Yeah. yeah. Well, yeah. Well, it it yes and no. Once again, the the Weber wind in particular, um, it falls into similar to some of the other high rate of fire damage output weapons, um, where it's you use it. The best use is a area denial weapon, right? So it's got it's got a forty eight inch range, each. Small auto cannon fires two shots, so it's it's eight shots in its uh, anti tank profile of, of um, AT, mm. which is a fairly large um, number of shots for a penetration value. Mm. Um, or you can flip it over to the HE, and that's where the templates need to come in and, yeah. and link over. Right. Um, 
But eight of those shots still get fired for those AG templates. Yeah. Every single yeah. hit was yeah. a template. Everything under the template takes a hit to a max of one. But it's still a lot. Um, there's also the pure pinning effect of it. Yeah. Um, that's, sure. that's the other part is like you can guarantee D2 pins on something just mm. by firing AG. Yeah. <laughs> um, so then the next um, kind of pick I chose was the Kugel Blitz. It's um, 205 points. It's a P4 chassis. It's all enclosed and it has two heavy autos. I think there was five of these things built. One of them, a wreck found in Berlin. Um, so it is an option. Oh, well, you can put it in your army. It's just destroyed. <laughs> <laughs> so so, so it is thought that there has been one that has seen combat and, and was used, you know, on the defense. It's like um, the Russians got into it and driving it around, crashed it and just uh, totaled it and ran away. Yeah, that, that's, that's what the Australians did in Crete. Um, 205 points for an enclosed um, H, sorry, uh, auto cannon vehicle actually sounds pretty cool. Uh, there's yeah, not, not many models out there for this thing. Uh, JTFM slash Die Waffenhammer have just finished building their one. Oh, Tactics cool. has got it on order, so yeah, awesome. I'll, I'll probably pick it up. Um, it's pretty cool. I like yeah, the idea it, it. It, it looks a bit weird though, like you know, like kind of like a spaceship turret or something at the top. Well, one of, one of the things like you could do if you wanted to be really fun is you yeah. could take the 37 millimeter uh, flak yeah. as a heavy automatic cannon and you could model like a wreck of a Kugelblitz and just have that as your AA gun and your oh. AA slot. Oh, hey. Well, that, 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 that's another cool thing with Germans. You do get the Panthestrom or whatever it is. It's where you get the Panther turret that's just been taken off and, and mounted, used, uh, mounted yeah, right. into the yeah, ground yeah, yeah. and that, that, that that's your anti-tank wait what the is that what this is no Kugel no. Blitz is what you want Jesus what did you look up Kugel Panzer oh, look no. at this thing <laughs> <laughs> what have what? we discovered um, alright and then don't very... google Kugel Panzer we'll lose you <laughs> Very right at the end. Transports, transports is is just um, that I've got a couple of couple of thoughts on it. Most nations have something similar with um, with Germans. You're either taking an armored transport or a truck. There's a wide well, variety wag, of what people wagon, don't you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so you know that it's a decision making on you know do you want the troops to be a little bit more protected or not. Yep. But it's for me. It's more: Am I taking transports or not? Yes. And and really, that has to be for a specific job rather than a whole army. Like I good job, learning. <laughs> <Good job. laughs> um, yeah. Any any thoughts on on transports, guys? The for me, the biggest thing is um, so trucks are cheaper. Boring. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's the guy, the guy with the panthers, like get out of the way. <laughs> um, what are you doing on my road? The, the, the biggest thing for me is um, your half-track style vehicles, so your Hannah Mags, your M3s yeah. and all, all that sort of stuff, um, their biggest advantage is the fact that they can cross obstacles. Mm -hmm. um, wheeled vehicles cannot do that, yep. but they travel faster. Yeah. So you really need to, it takes a little bit of experience to know what you want and how you prefer to play. If you don't mind going a little bit slower, but you're happy to go the most direct path, go for a half-track. You'll yeah, get more protection, yeah, yeah, you'll be sense. safer, but yeah, you'll get there better. Yeah. If you are willing to take, a, um, if you if you want to engage quicker, and are willing to restrict your approaches to maybe something a little bit more predictable, mm. but you can get there faster. Yeah, go for a truck. Mm. That's cool. ultimately what the I points find, are secondary yeah. for me. Well, I okay, that's interesting because I think the truck the the points is a massive point, a massive thing, because you have the truck 
which is 39 points. Mm. And then you have like a Hanamag, which is 89. Like that's... Two trucks. Almost three, almost yeah. three trucks. And the benefits, yeah, you've got more armor. Yeah, you can go over different terrain. I'm not sure. The important thing you need to remember is that the truck cost doesn't include an MMG, whereas the Hanamag cost does. Mm. Yeah. So if you want a truck, with the, if you want... Well, you have to have someone same. inside the MMG to shoot it. Don't you? The no, crew is no, able to fire one by default. You just can't have an enemy unit parked close to one of yours. Or It'd that, be the same for all transports, right? Yeah, or right. Also yeah. armor yeah. transports. Yeah. 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 Also, the, the Hanamag yeah. stuff is the same yeah. capture yeah. as well. Yeah. Yeah. So if you, want to, if you want to compare points, uh, I think it's 15 points for an MMG typically on a vehicle. Um, so if you go 39 points plus 15, it's 44 points for a truck and it's 89 for a Hanamag. So you're, playing, you're paying 45 points to lose three inches of movement um, and, and then what but then cross obstacles but cross obstacles and plus one in armor mm. except it's still open top so you're still getting pins yeah but not yeah, anything yeah. not everything can destroy yeah. your yeah. half track yeah, yeah, yeah. exactly yeah. I would I would probably like where I sit on that one is if you're planning on like sauntering across the battlefield I'd take a half track yeah. if you're planning on outflanking yep. or being sneaky yep. um, either outflanking strictly as the rule outflank is or yep. flanking by hiding behind terrain and stuff mm -hmm. take a truck yep. That, yep. that would be the, the simplest way that I'd skin yeah. and that makes sense as well because the truck gets more pivots ironically yes it shouldn't but yes because <laughs> track vehicles they're just doing donuts point. what are you talking about yeah. 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 All right. So, so that, that's our overview of armies of Germany. I am no close to deciding what the hell I'm <laughs> for my force, but I've definitely got a lot to think about. Um, if anybody wants to buy me a birthday present, my list is in this episode. <laughs> <laughs> um, so thanks for checking in with the HMG crew again. Uh, please subscribe to us, uh, follow us on Facebook, add us on uh, iTunes, Spotify, Google Play, whatever is your favorite podcasting platform. Give us some ratings on there. Um, if you guys are in the Perth area and you want to play some bolt action, challenge any of us on this. We will happily play oh, you. Please. Call uh, us out. There, there's a, there's yeah, a, absolutely. At yeah. us. Literally, yeah. at, come at me. Yeah. <laughs> Jackson, um, we will. this is me accepting your challenge. You've been asking me for a couple of, uh, I don't know, about a year. I might need to borrow your army. I'm still painting mine. But whatever, mine. we're playing a game. <laughs> I love it. Just to be very, very clear... My wife gets a saying whether I'm available to fight in any sort of a battle that Jacob may have just thrown me under the bus for. <laughs> so basically what we're saying is to our listeners is snap to action. Yeah. yeah. Snap to action. Oh, we're going to take that out. <laughs> <laughs> Um, I'm really going to deafen that. Yeah, um, so, so snap to action. So, you know, subscribe with what's going on. Um, have a look in, 